starting with the southeast division the a lot of a lot of noise in my neighborhood tonight i don't know if you're hearing these like planes and trains and motorcycles and stuff like that so i apologize i'm not getting that we're good good um so the heat are favored to win of the southeast division they added Tyler Lowry, obviously, and then also Martif Morris and PJ Tucker. And going out the door were Trevor Ariza, Precious Achua, Doran Drogic, Andrew, oh, Andrew, Andre Iguodala, <laughs> and Kendrick Nunn. So I am not super high on the Heat, but I will say, like, I don't think they actually raised, I guess because they got smacked last year, they raised their ceiling in the playoffs. But overall, I don't think they launched themselves into bona fide contender status. They're just going to be so annoying to play with, not only because of who's on their team, but also because the announcers are going to be so annoying about who's on their team. Yeah. Like heat culture, blah, 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 toughness. And it's just like, shut up. Like, PJ Tucker, super strong. Kyle Lowry, like, big butt. We get it. They're tough. They're strappy. They're not going to give an inch. Like, you know what else they're going to do? Lose in five <laughs> games. Uh, dang. Um, yeah, I'm not too excited about Miami. And it's not like not being like hyperbolic or anything. It's just like, I think they kind of are what they are. And I think that the exits of Presses Achua and Goran Dragic are the only ones that really kind of feel like they matter. And I mean, and then also... And none, I think. What was that? And none. You think so? I I like none, but he's a zero on the defensive end and he's more of a specialist. And I I don't know. And Kyle Lowry is going to be just a better like guard. I know he's more of an off guard, but like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just... I, I like none. I just like, I don't know if I liked him on that team as much either way. Um, I don't know. I just don't, I think it just seems like a repackaging of some old toys. And then we're yeah. like, and you're like, re, it's like cool. Hey kids, like last summer, this was the coolest toy. And like, we put a different color on it. Now this is the new toy. And it's like, mm-hmm. Oh, like I'm supposed to be excited about that. Like, it just feels kind of like they're just repackaging something that we already know about. It's also like, okay. So without, Lowry, Morris, and Tucker were they lacking toughness? Like they were already pretty all. tough, but they no, were already tough and strappy. They just doubled down on like playoff basketball, I guess. Yeah, I think they just don't want to be pushed around and like they were against the Bucks in the playoffs. But maybe like, what? Are, like outside of game, Lowry's given up height to pretty much everybody. Yeah, you know what I mean, but like, he he plays so much bigger. He can outboard guys that are like no, six yeah, inches yeah. taller than him. That is true. Like Lowry's great. I don't want to diminish him at all. And, you know, probably going to be a Hall of Famer. Uh, like he's really good. I just like at this stage of his career, is he better offensively than Drogic? And that's kind of like what they need. I don't know that they need another defender, you know? Like he's not better than Drogic team... offensively, but he is also a lot, he has a track record of being a lot more healthy. Right. That is true. That is true. So that's know. about it. No, I, I get it. Like it's, it's almost like, I think that there's certain teams that we've been like, kind of like, Oh, what do we say about this team in some senses? Because it's like, like I said, it just feels like a repackaging of old toys. Yeah. Uh, you're putting a new Jersey on a guy, a guys that we know exactly what they are. And none of them are like truly that exciting. Like I'm like a little bummed that presses at you left uh, Miami. I thought that was like a cool yeah. fit. And I'm more, but also it makes me really want to watch more Toronto, which is a team that I've historically liked. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, it, I like what Toronto is doing, and I'm excited to talk about them a little bit, even though I think they'll be pretty underwhelming in a lot of cases. But yeah, I, the Heat are, are going to get in the playoffs. They're going to be mm-hmm. like a five seed. They're not going to have home court. 
And then they're going to play really hard against that first team. And they'll probably like, they're either going to lose in seven or pull one out of their butt. And that's like, mm-hmm. what's going to happen. And then they'll lose in the second round because yeah. all their guys are a hundred years old. Like that's just yeah, like, exactly. It just, and it just feels like three years ago, this team would have been at, up there with the nets and the sure. bucks. But right now it's sort of like the Lakers. Like they just got a bunch of guys who, but no one is special. One point would have been really guys cool. Lakers. Right, right, right. But, but like, I, yeah, I get it. If this was three years ago and they were getting Lowry and Tucker specifically, you'd be like, oh, damn, like this is yeah. a problem. Yeah. And now you're like, yeah, until like Lowry misses 40 games and they're like out of sync. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. And then everyone's Tucker like, literally about- cannot like Tucker doesn't do anything except for kind of like be a linebacker. And I know the narrative was that he kind of got to KD. But KD put like average forty points per game. No, for that KD series. had like historically an amazing uh, series. Like um, he was just amazing efficiency. Yeah. Um, no, I they, thought if he wore Tourette size shoes, they win that series. <laughs> like literally, <laughs> I know. Or the Tourette shoe size. Um, win that series. I don't. I don't. Tucker is this thing. He's a. All, it's weirdly. It's weirdly polarizing. He's a weirdly polarizing um, figure in the NBA because. Mm-hmm. Some guys swear up and down that he was the reason that they helped. He would like average like three points a game. And he was like one of the reasons the Bucks won because of his amazing defense. Yet all the guys you were guarding were draining shots over his head. And yeah, it's just it's like mostly his rebounding and his like. His floor spacing Hutzpah? against Phil Phoenix. What was mm-hmm. that? Was like Yeah. His floor spacing against Phoenix was almost laughable in the finals because it's like he would just go and he would hang out in the corner, but like he would do it like almost like as a totem. Like he wasn't even like really a threat to shoot. Like he would just, he would like literally, I don't even just, it was like everyone knew that Giannis was going to have the ball when they're going to drive. So he was only spacing the floor, not to even be a threat to shoot, just to be not in the way. Like that's it. Like it was like, Hey, just don't be in the way. Like do what Ben Simmons can't do. (laughs) Just don't be in the way. Yeah. We're talking about the heat a lot. I think way I too think. much. Let's get to the fun teams because every yes. other team in this this division at least is fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks, who I don't like them, and it's all because of Trey Young. Oh um, my gosh! Full on villain team. I mean, good for him. Like I thought he'd be awful. So like all the props to him. Um, I think his points per game might go down ten points this season with the new foul rule. If they actually enforce it, oh, 10 points. Wow. Not really. That was, but like, you know what I mean? It's going to yeah, go down a little though. bit. Dude, I'm, and then I'm here the, for this. In the playoffs, I don't know if they'll be able to store if they're not tall and titty tatty fouls like that mm-hmm. anymore. So we'll see. Um, Zach Lowe on his pod that came out today said he, he had them as the third seed in the East. I no, don't think so. I think they're going to be like set seed. Like, I think they're sit seed or play in game. I don't like Nate McMillan. God bless him, has historically not been a great coach. I'm a Portland think, Trailblazers fan. I can say this. Uh, with, yes. Like, he's great culture guy. He seems like the guy you get, and then you bring in the Nets guy who, like, gets you over the hump, hopefully. You guys didn't have success with that, but he's like, he comes in, he changed your culture, but he's not quite the guy. He's not a good X's know. and O's guy. It's so just we'll like, see. Yeah, I just uh, think it might be like the kind of case where... um sort of like to cross sports, like where your quarterback goes on a hot run, his contract year, like Joe Flacco wins. Super oh, that was, year. I was about to say, waiting for the Joe Flacco reference. I knew it, it was seems kind of like the Hawks are that team. Like they locked into Ooh. what they are. And I don't know if it's actually enough. 
I remember I sent you that pic of John Collins wearing the he made a shirt of himself uh, dunking on Embiid um, from last year's playoffs. Mm-hmm. And that to me just sums up the entire team, like in a way, like they lean yeah. into that villain role in a lot of ways. Like, I don't think Kevin Herter is mu- as much, but uh, just like, just like Collins, Cam Reddish and, uh, and Trey Young are like trying to be like the new bad boys. But mm-hmm. I, I, I just think they're, they might be though, because they're all like my Maybe, age. Like they're I they're guess. like the Gen, whatever's younger than me, Gen Z, and yeah. young millennial, like personified team. With that yeah. weird kind of front runner energy and like look at us, this is our, us now type of thing. I think they're that might like it might just be a cultural thing or like generational thing. Even though I'm in that generation, yeah, I don't like them. I'm not, you are too. You're just on the I'm on the higher end. side. Yeah, like I'm on the millennial side, but like I'm the, the thing... last year millennials, like cut off. Oh, there you go. Nice. I I think that uh yeah, I just I don't like watching this team play basketball. And it's like it's and I'm not like fault. I'm not necessarily like one of those like don't celebrate and have no fun guys because I'm not, I like, like, that. like that. You, you I don't like... like I don't like the basketball itself. I like the rest. I like I love everyone on this team pretty much. I don't know about love. I like John Collins, I love Kevin Herter. I like John Collins all right. Yeah. Um, Clint Compella not on the uh, optics is fun. It's just Trey. Like, he, yeah, I Trey. mean, and that's his brand. He's a villain. Good for him. Charlotte Hornets are up next. They had a weirdly busy offseason, you know, shuffled in some guys, shuffled out some guys. They have James Booknight, Booknight. I don't. Yeah, I, I think it's did, Booknight. I do too, but it's like, I thought they, everyone said Booknight until he got drafted. So I'm confused, okay. but. Boot night works. Uh, JT Thor, who this is, don't come at me, guys. This I'm high on him because he's awesome in 2K. Nice. Um, Ty Jones, Mason Plumley, Ish Smith, and Kelly Oubre, who I'm just out on at this point. Lost, kind of, like these losses aren't actually super notable, but Bismack Biombo, Devontae Graham, Malik Monk, my guy, and Cody Zeller. Cody Zeller, kind of notable, legitimately. Pretty hurt oh, for them. What about Monk? I thought I, I had Monk. Monk. Yeah, I mean, not, not, not Monk, but you said it's kind of not not notable. Is it? I think Monk was a pretty. Monk was. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's fair. Because he, I... he was hurt a lot last year, though. Uh, but yeah, he did but... come on finally and was. Yeah, like, when he played, he played towards the end of the season. Yeah, he seemed really like pretty effective and kind of found finally, finally found his role mm-hmm. after like, because he was drafted. He was on that Kentucky Dan, uh, Fox team, right? Yep. I think he yeah. went like one or two pits after him. Yeah, it was. I was kind of dumb no, that he didn't he pan out quicker. Um, I think he had like substance abuse issues. I believe. Oh, bummer! He was I suspended for uh, one season. I don't know about like the whole season, but halfway oh, through a season. I'm yeah. I remember, actually recall that now. It was yes, but I, just, I was just bummed that he didn't kind of like turn it on a little faster. I think maybe I don't know if you. I expected him to come out of Kentucky like kind of throwing flames. And I thought he would be game busters. Yeah, but he's uh, like very small, like skinny, small. Yeah. And um, I think he's like generously listed as six three, mm. so you know it can be tough, especially when you're not a point guard to adjust to that type type of thing. The the additions and subtractions of this team are not why I'm excited to like if if I were to put on a, a game of would yeah it would be the guys that have already been there the PJ Washingtons and the Lamelo balls and stuff like that. that yeah, it's all more... has Lamelo made a leap? Can yeah. Jordan Hayward stay healthy? Can Scary Terry continue to be scary? I yeah, I'm yes. I'm really high yes. in PJ. I'm really high in PJ. Another another Kentucky guy. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I want to see him do good. And then Miles Bridges and there's just those that team's fun. Like I barely caught any um Charlotte last year, and I don't know if I'll catch a whole lot this year. But mm-hmm. if they if they kind of come out and surprise, um, which I they could, they could be like, I don't know, they could come out and be a pretty good team, like right off mm-hmm. the bat. That's a team that I would I would want to start to track and kind of like follow because they kind of like became the darlings around, you know, the second, like kind of like the entry point in the second half of the season last year. And people were excited. And I, I, I kind of didn't really, I didn't really watch them much, but I, I'd, I'd like to, if that's the, if that's the same thing happens again. If Hayward state plays 60 games, they should be like firmly in that seven, eight, nine at the worst range. Yeah. Um, it's, like just, they didn't downgrade at least, uh, up, the East is pretty stacked, like one through 13 at the very least. It's like, it's going to be a bloodbath for those 10 spots. And then the West, it's like they had some exodus, I feel like, with their players and like injuries, key mm-hmm. injuries and stuff. Yeah. So it's like, I think it's similar where all most of the teams are vying for those 10 spots, but the it, top end talent isn't there this year. And then next year, it's going to be like the league is very even and like, in a great place and it's gonna be awesome the this this division is really interesting because i think for me uh not to jump all the way to washington yet but like mm-hmm. no miami and, can. miami and atlanta are like tier one and mm-hmm. then you have and like they feel like really for me they feel like really similar teams as far as where they'll fall in like that playoff order but like and the I, antithesis of each other at the same yeah, time exa- yeah true the old versus young and then also like flamethrower shooting versus like the hard-nosed basketball i totally see yeah. that and then Charlotte and Washington kind of feel like they're kind of occupying similar spaces too, as far as where they would they could fall uh, mm-hmm. in the in this this playoff uh, vying situation, the standings. I feel like they're pretty close. I really like this offseason from Washington. All right, like uh, I'm high. I was high on them last year, which is sounds now it feels dumb, but I was. Now I'm even more so. All right, added my boy Dinwiddie. Yes, he is hit or miss pretty inefficient <laughs> um I, i've seen he's him very bla- fun to watch though yeah he's lit up the blazers a few times and i'm just like holy crap this guy yeah he when he's like going downhill he's pretty much unstoppable it's great it's like really cool because you want to expect it but he's like almost unguardable at times and then you'll but like overall he his field goal efficiency is three point efficiency not very great not very good is it like low 30s or like kind of low mid 30s? I'm guessing then. Um, he's had. He only played a little bit last year before he tore. Yeah, um, he tore his ACL, his, right? His or ACL. His Achilles. Or his, yeah. So, yeah, one of these CLs in his knee. Yeah. But he's been like hovering in that low 40, high 30 range. And then the idea was that last year with um, KD and Tyree and then eventually Harden like well they trade for Harden after his hurt but like Katie and Tyree and him as like a fourth fiddle it would go back up where it should be his um Mm -hmm. but he is pretty ball dominant which so is Beal so I just I don't know like there wasn't a lot else for the Wizards to do point guard wise I don't know how great of a fit it is um but it should be very fun yeah I'm also he's not the defender he should be which is weird. And Beal's taken a step back in that department too, but that's also because he's been like, I think when he was with John wall, he was a much better defender. Mm -hmm. And then when he became just the guy, 
he was like his defense became pretty bad actually. Yeah. He's um, John Wall's leadership there. I don't know what to say. <laughs> um, I'm on John Wall Island till nice. Oh, good for you. One of us dies. <laughs> I like Dinwiddie uh, like quite a bit, and mm-hmm. again, it's is like a West Coasters. I'm only seeing a few games a year kind of thing, but. Every time I feel like I watched Dinwiddie, he felt like he just torched the Blazers or was like just played really good on the West Coast for some reason. Mm-hmm. I think KCP was awesome in the bubble. And I think yep. he was like a really underrated part of the team Lakers last year. And it always bothered me why he didn't get the even get like even more corner passes to the corner mm-hmm. because his corner threes were it felt like they were always going in. Um, he's a rock like, solid, like fifth starter sits man. Yes, yeah. Not like uh, the flamethrower sits man, but like, no, he's good, though. Mm-hmm. I think Harold's Harold's a competent NBA player. Kyle Kuzma is a competent NBA player. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aaron Holiday is a good NBA player. Like I just like, and then you take out what I already talked about Westbrook. I can't stand Westbrook. Mm-hmm. And then you lose Robin Lopez. Like sure. You lose Alex Lynn, Ish Smith, Scotty Brooks, and then Garrison Matthews. Like everything seems like an upgrade, like mm-hmm. Dinwiddie over Westbrook or like, um, losing two big guys like Lopez and Lynn, which I, I like, I like Robin Lopez, like as a person, I met him. He's cool. And oh, but yeah. losing, losing, like, I mean, I don't know. You're placing Contavious call a poke, like with like ish Smith spot. Like, come on. Like these are all like, and, or Aaron holiday or whatever. Like these are all really nice upgrades. And it's not like they don't have like poor pieces. Like I just looked at their roster while we were talking. Yeah. I like, I like this roster. I like what they did. I like Dinwiddie. I think I like all the upgrades are upgrades over guys that left i think are just a substantial and i just looking at the roster right now i have it in front of me i just think they have like a really good at least nine man rotation now which is the first time i've thought about that in the wizards in quite some time yeah and like no players like truly just like no players that are get like a lot of play 20 minutes plus now just suck like no they don't have that anymore and like because even aaron holiday like i said aaron holiday is a pretty good nba player not like wow i'm gonna write home about him we're gonna you know send all these text messages about Aaron holiday every night, but mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I think he's pretty, pretty a talented guy. Like he can definitely soak up 20 minutes in a game and they just had a lack of just those like kind of good role players for a while. So I'm excited for, to see if Washington can kind of break through a little bit and Beal's a special talent. I think it's, I think it's actually a pretty good team. Like a lot of teams don't function this way. Like we, we see now that teams mostly have like a league average team, for example, like has like, a really, really high-end player and then a bunch of kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I think this is like the best version of that. Like it's like a really high-end player and like a bunch of really good stuff. Mm-hmm. And no one's necessarily special, but um, but it's all like like hey, Kyle Kuzma. Spencer like, did what he did win the stills challenge at the uh, all-star remember, weekend. So I remember watching that. Yeah. Most of the lead. And he I wasn't invited like, back the following year and was got really salty about it. Yeah. I <laughs> think true. I have some of your like weirdness with Dobert where he's like really upset when he doesn't get an all-star selection or like all NBA selection and all that stuff with mm. Beal. Like Beal is and his uh, Beal is very focused on that, which it's like, I get it. Um, but at the same time, yeah, like get to the playoffs. There's a lot of goals that aren't like that. Yeah. If he, he feels like he puts emphasis on like also like last year, even trying to be the scoring champion. And right. like making that up, like he was yeah, in that out- Twitter feud with Ken Bazemore, just yeah. like weird. Yeah, I don't know. He's a, he's a little different cat. I he's not one of my he's not a player that I'm excited about necessarily, but he's really good. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. say he's not. He's really good. Yeah. And then a weird way, Dinwiddie is like a poor man's version of Pete John Wall. 
Oh, wow. Interesting. With like just the same kind of like get downhill, drive, and then kick. Yeah. Okay. Type of thing. So like, I mean, it's obviously he's not as good. He's not as dynamic, but it's just like almost similar. I would say more so than naturally similar. I just yeah. kind of see what they're going for. Um, that brings us to the magic, I think. Unless you no, know, let's keep let's go Orlando. Uh, poor magic, ten thousand to one. At first, <laughs> I took a little bit of umbrage with this. I was like, oh, they're not that bad. And then I looked at the roster beyond their backcourt, which is a lot of fun and like stacked with young players that are at least interesting. Plus, Gary Harris, who I don't know if he counts as young anymore, but he no, can turn it around maybe. Yeah. But they added Jalen Suggs, who should be good. He's just like a dog. He's, you know, he's mad that he fell to fifth. Uh, so that's like, and they have an actual like stud finally after all the rebuilding. So that's I was cool. mad he fell to fifth, by the way. I really yeah. wanted him to go to Toronto. I thought he deserved that team. I thought that was like, I always kind of think, I, I don't know if you've heard this about Nick Nurse and the coach of the, the Raptors, but mm-hmm. like he like really just appreciates guys that just kind of get it. Like, I don't know. I don't like they, they, they actually use that term like, oh, they get it. And mm-hmm. that obviously means something within that. That's kind of an internal term that we don't really fully understand because they're using it exclusive to their team. Right. But I feel like what that means, what I've seen that I feel like that means is like guys that are not only just cerebral, but play their balls off. And I felt like Suggs that looks like that see. guy. And I guess they went, but they went with this upside of what Scotty Barnes could be at that fourth pick. And Scotty Barnes kind of seems like that, but six foot eight and more athletic. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't we really just didn't know see much. it because yeah. he played at Florida and not a stats Gonzaga team. I, that whole final four run with Suggs was like mm-hmm. some of the most electric college basketball scene in some time. And I, I don't know. I, I really wanted him to go to a team that I would have wanted to watch and root for <laughs> versus mm-hmm. Orlando. Yeah. Um, which is like the team, one of the two teams that I just don't think should exist. Like I think, I, I, I think that Orlando and the Pelicans should just move to like be like Vegas and Vegas Seattle. And Seattle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, so I just think they shouldn't even exist, but that's, and finally make New Orleans a, Eastern Conference team, uh, because absolutely, yeah, yeah, but whatever. Uh, so I don't, I have, I have so little things to say about Orlando other than, uh, go Suggs, mm-hmm. be awesome, and uh, I will love putting on your highlights on YouTube because I know you're gonna have plenty of them. Let RJ Hampton talk, and, and there, that's on. you, yeah. <laughs> that brings us to the central division with the reigning NBA champions, the Milwaukee Bucks. For their additions, number one, I put championship pedigree. Nice. Now they got that. The monkey's off their back, you know? Mm -hmm. Bud's probably going to do something weird with his facial hair. Like, Bud's going to maybe he'll show up with a gold chain or something cool. That's ideal. If what if Coach Bud shows up, tracksuit, gold chain? (laughs) He should, dude. He already has the rain on the gold chain. Yeah, he already kind of has the the tracksuit jacket always on anyway. Yeah, so he just needs to match with the pants. He just needs to go with the pants now because he's already got the he's got the disheveled picking up my kids from soccer, like yeah. from the from the from the waist up. So now he just needs to lean into it for all the but like, on the bottom half. Not a not a butts track suit, just like a random like flat track suit. <laughs> That's what he's got to wear. And then just the dolce. Like he watched the Sopranos too many times and he just yes. um, dresses Christopher Moltisanti. That's what I want. This this is you're describing uh, the best thing that could happen in the NBA next season. Yes. 
or if literally if any coach did that really <laughs> I, but it'd be better if it was bud yes on, you gotta be honest because like that guy always looks he like he decides looks... the orange hair he'd be so disheveled so it'd be even funnier it'd be great uh maybe steve nash when the nets do finally honor the new jersey nets with like well my era of the new jersey nets yeah. this season which is the rumor anyway are they gonna um, have those thro- like are they have like the throwbacks like the it seems like kinda- it not the okay, cool. so, not the maybe the gray ones that like when the Terry Kittles Jason Kidd Kenyon Martin yeah. nuts. I love Terry um, Kittles, dude. Like that was the cool like on I had some slam magazines with him on it. I barely remember him. Uh I'm old. They got Grayson Allen coming in, George Hill, that came back, uh Rodney Hood, who is kind of just like a shell of a shell of himself. Yeah, I like and Semi Ojale, who he has big shoulders. He can probably replicate <laughs> at least like a little bit of what PJ Tucker did, you know? Big shoulders. Dude's now we go to Thomas Boomer for his breakdown of Simeo Jolay. He's got big shoulders. Dude's big. Um, I don't know what to tell you. No, uh, I don't. The, I don't. Do these additions and subtractions matter, honestly? Grayson like, Allen does, I think. Yeah. Okay. So there we go. Because just uh, a shooter. And George Hill, maybe. George Hill's better than well, Jeff Teague, right? Jeff Teague, you're right. Okay. So. The Jeff, okay, that's a huge upgrade. I missed that. I should have like I should have looked at that harder um, on the sheet. George Hill over Jeff Teague is a huge improvement. Um, just knowing where to be and knowing where to go and actually be able to hit a shot and actually drive to the lane and maybe hit a floater every now and then. Mm-hmm. Jeff Teague seems allergic to any good basketball decision. Um, yet he was playing so much in those the last couple of postseason rounds. Uh, like which so much meaning like I don't even 11, know if he was, but just like no, eleven like minutes it. is like too much for right, Jeff Teague. Right. Like that's what I'm saying. So much is like a relative term, mm-hmm. and like ten minutes is like a lot for a guy that just seemed like he was literally lost on the court. Um, but for the most part, they are the same team as last year, with just like same, almost like the Wizards, just like upgrades on the fringes. And when you have a championship and like Grayson the best player Allen. in the lead, like you're yeah you're set. Grayson Allen over Brent Forbes is also cool because uh, he's more, he's longer and he's like able to run a lot. Like, I think he's a, just a better, like, um, I don't, I don't even think Grayson Allen's a great defender. It's just that he's not a turnstile like Brent mm-hmm. Forbes is. So yeah. it's like, that's a cool little upgrade um, because Brent Forbes. not nuclear though. Like Brent Forbes. You think so? You think Brent, Brent Forbes, Forbes could like blow up like that? He a few, Not like nuclear maybe, but he'd get hot. You know, he, yeah, he does. He was a specialist though. Yeah. Like, and, um, and those guys, the specialists can tend to get relegated in the playoffs. Yeah. Like, like he couldn't play against the Nets. Yeah. Like he was too small and, but he, and he wasn't a good, the thing is he was just a shooter and he was too small. Like right. if he was a ball handler too, but he's not really a ball handler. Mm-hmm. So like, that was like, it was, he, it's good that he's back in San Antonio. I'll say that much. I think it's yes. like where he needs to be and he probably should yeah. have left. Uh, yeah, PJ Tucker, we've already kind of talked about that. But um, yeah, I expect this team to be, I mean, I know we're saving predictions, but I expect this team to be there at the end as well. Like this is yeah. one of those, like, again, I've told you like r- earlier in the podcast that uh, I, I I would pick the Nets or Bucks for any anything over anybody right now. And I don't really know, have a good feel for that, but it's those it's those two teams versus the, the field for me. I concur. Um, that brings us to the Chicago Bulls who had... A weird offseason, to say the yes. least. Um, they added Lonzo Ball and Alex Caruso, which I love both of those moves. Yes. Um, I think they could, I don't know. I, li- I like small ball. Um, and then they also have DeMar DeRozan, which okay, sure. 
<laughs> exactly. Um, it's it's weird, but I don't know. It's just weird. Uh, and then Tony Bradley, who I think is like rock solid backup center. Yeah, but he's been on a lot of teams, so it's a little how rock no, solid of a backup. Yeah, good, is really? good offensive backup center. You some those guys have use in the NBA. It's mm-hmm. cool. Uh, Ayo Tasanumo. I'm horrible at pronouncing things. No, it's also very I, late in the East Coast. Yeah, you're, I'm, you're I'm up fading, really guys. Sure, oh, man, you can do it. And then, so, uh, no idea how to say that. Yeah, don't worry about it. I, I was going to try, and then I was like, nah, I'm not going to try. Nah. But they didn't really lose much. I lost, they lost Bad Young's veteran leadership, but they got DeRozan to kind of do that, I guess. And Caruso, of course. Caruso. He's not going to let anyone fall out of line. We all know that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think Thad Young was like kind of like from from what I've heard um, from watching people talk that he was kind of the leader of the team last yeah. year. So, but I mean, there's so much new blood here, like you just listed that uh, like Derek Jones Jr. as well, mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, like, there's like, they'll probably, they'll probably rediscover who that leader is now. Uh, and, you yeah. know, so we'll see. I, I think it's going to be Zach Levine for good and for ill. It seems yeah. like the Team USA thing transformed him. It seems like all the guys, like usual, benefited from that, which yeah. is usually the case. This team is strange because I see what they want to be. Like it mm-hmm. seems like they because they added the what tells me what they like Lonzo Ball, Caruso, and Derek Jones Jr. Like those three guys specifically, all can get up and down the floor. They're very athletic. They're mm-hmm. fast, and they try hard on defense. Um, and then they can all like just they're just they're 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 up run and gun. And mm-hmm. then DeMar DeRozan is the opposite of that. And, and they paid him eighty five million dollars. Yeah, and Vooch. It's and they paid like, DeMar DeRozan eighty five million. So like their biggest contracts, Vooch and DeRozan are guys like and because also we know that Levine can do that too. Mm-hmm. So but their two biggest contracts because Levine's only making like seventeen point five or something like that this year. Right? It's like somewhere it's not quite twenty. And he's on the last year. He's on the last year of his deal. Yeah, um, he can't negotiate yet, and so the whole thing. But yeah, get whatever. Paid. Yeah, so like, it, it just seems like their two biggest salaries and mm-hmm. aren't matching what the rest of the team's identity is. That's weird to me. Um, I don't know. I I don't know what to expect. I think they could be there. They could be really small. Like if you think about like Ball, Caruso, DeRozan, mm-hmm. that is like. That's just a tiny, it's kind of a tiny-ish team. Like DeRozan playing the three. Derek Jones mm-hmm. Jr., if he if he runs it all at the four, because he did that a little bit for Portland last year. I think going, the plan before his injury was to start Patrick Williams, who's like similar size. Yeah, but that's, that's the thing. He won't be playing for like, I don't how long, do you know how long he might be out for? Probably a, what was it, a foot injury? I don't remember anymore. Out, but I remember um, he's not starting the season. Yeah, he's, I think it was like a, a couple months. I believe. Yeah. And that's like, so if you have like DJJ playing the four and you have Vooch playing the five, like, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I think they have better options at four than, than I think Derrick it's going to be DeRozan at five at four. Yeah. Wasn't he doing that a good bit for the Spurs? Oh they, I, they, him and so like Keldon Johnson kind of, I, I, mean, I don't know. He's kind of, he's strong at least, you know, that's like most yeah. of what you need today is to be strong more than like, you know, honestly, that'd probably be, better for him to not have to be a perimeter defender because he's a turnstile on uh, mm-hmm. the perimeter defense anyway. So put him down and kind of muck it up a little bit because he is strong. I mean, uh, so if you do, if you do also very handsome, I think DeMar DeRozan is a really handsome guy. So just throw it out there. Okay. <laughs> just 
counts for something counts for something counts for something at least yeah um i think like if so if you know lonzo ball caruso levine DeRozan, and then i guess vooch for just because you don't have another option such a weird it just doesn't fit like if without if there was a faster five like so pretty much any other center is faster than him and he's good you know he's like a good player but just like they just get out there and run and done and like kill you in transition, even though DeRozan's old at this point. But the Vooch thing, it's just so puzzling. And then, but like Kobe White off the bench, even though it seems like they're going to move for, move off of him. Like that's fun too. Yeah. You do, like you get the Kobe White, Russo, uh, and then like whoever else coming off the bench. That's fun. Elise Johnson, Elise, Elise, I, I forgot how to say it, but he was on the Nets last year and they had a, wave him to get Lamarcus Aldridge. He is a bundle of fun. Like he's he should be their starting power forward, honestly, until Patrick Williams sits back. He's gonna get 20 boards a game and just like grind and play hard and not do great, but he's gonna play super hard. He's gonna be super fun and make at least one three over the course of 20 games. I feel like they're missing Wendell Carter Jr. with this lineup. <laughs> like, I think if we can want him he's back. He's pretty slow, now. too, though. I, don't, I feel like they just... At they should have gotten Bam. Or, yeah, not Bam. Uh, who's Kevin O'Connor's guy? Bamba. Mo Bamba. Yeah, yeah. should have got Bamba just as a backup. Yeah, I, um, I'm not as high on as Kevin O'Connor is on Mo Bamba. But no, me neither. But he's like, he's literally like got to vote for Mo Bamba for president next election. It seems like he's like that. He's that entrenched. And that take, I think he's from. Uh, unless we can figure this out, which I don't think we can. I'm. I was a. I couldn't sleep last night. I'm. I'm not doing good. Um, good. I can't figure out the bulls at all for sure in this state. So if you don't have any objections, let's move on to the Pacers. Yeah, and then let's just let's talk about Rick Carlisle and then be done because I just really have no opinions. This is yeah. this is my. We talked. We've had a few opinions that I've skipped on. Like I've kind of mm-hmm. like I would just move on. Like. This might be of like the only opinions I have is Rick Carlisle is going to make this team better. I just think that's just true. I feel um, like they but, watched their owner watch Hoosiers over the offseason. Yeah, it was probably. like, let's that's who we should be. Let's actually yeah, be, be Hoosiers. But I don't think I think this is a very this is a much smaller scale, less uh, publicized version of you have two guys that clearly don't fit with each other. Please break them up like Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Like just please do it for everyone's sake. You, Miles Turner and free Miles Sabonis, Turner, free Miles Turner, please. Uh, and I mean, I was a big proponent of that Boston trade. I would have, I would have thought that would have been really cool when that For was like Hayward. on the table. Yeah, and it just didn't happen. And mm-hmm. and then and now Time Lord seems pretty good, but I mean, I don't know. Now who knows? I I thought I wanted that to happen. I thought that would have been interesting. But all in all, I just don't know what to make of this team. I think they have some good players. I think Carlisle is going to probably, you know, he's going to squeeze the grape and get even more good stuff out of the Malcolm Brogdons and the bonuses of the world, mm-hmm. uh, make set them up for success. But I have such, uh, I just, I, I just, I don't know what to say about the Pacers. Like they just seem like they're like the most vanilla team in the NBA to me. Yeah. And it's just like, so the front court doesn't fit and then TJ Warren's hurt. The backcourt doesn't always, fit. you mean, hurt, but always, always hurt. before that, yeah. But like, and then the backcourt doesn't fit because Brodden and Terrace are pretty similar, like, yeah, not, but like ball dominant, but you don't necessarily want them to be players. Yeah, it's a, and it's, I like Terrace was my favorite of those nets, those scrappy nets. I loved him 
Uh, he was like our only source of hope for a while, and then he blossomed into what we all wanted him to be, and then he was traded. Uh, he has bad, horrible injury luck. And it's just like when he's the guy, it's he's doing the same thing every time, and it works for the most part somehow, but it's just it's herky-jerky. Like, it's not fun to watch. Herky-jerky, herky top-of-the-key 18-footers that go in. to die when he drives. Yeah. yeah. Like a baby deer. Um, I and. Uh, I like Harris a lot, but yeah, he's there's something there's like it it worked with the Nets. It just felt right. And right. then and as he's moved around a little bit here and these and it just doesn't feel as good, which is a bummer. I think he's he seems like a legit dude. I'd I'd want him on my team. He, yeah, it, yes, he's like a one of those guys, he's just like great guy, awesome dude. Um moving to the Cavaliers, also another confusing team because they're just like, hey, let's get every like four, like traditional four and five, we can get, and also Lori Martin in for some reason, and also Ricky Rubio. Like, what what is happening? So they added Evan Mobley in the draft. Seems mm-hmm. like a good thing. Seems like Everyone, not going to pay so dividends right, him. right away. Yeah, I mean it's hard to tell with those guys that mm-hmm. are they didn't all they if they can stay healthy they usually end up hitting at some point, but it seems like they end up hitting for their second team more often than not. Yeah, I, I don't I don't have a huge opinion uh, because like. Rookies are hard for me to tell. Like I, Jalen Suggs was the only guy that coming out of this draft that I was like, I just want him good things for Jalen Suggs. Mm-hmm. I only watch a little bit of college basketball, and it's usually the last few games yeah. of the um of like the championship kind of like when it gets to like about grade eight or like you know the elite eight area era. That's mm-hmm. usually when I start like wanting to find out what's going on. So I didn't like get to watch. I don't watch a lot of rookies pre you know their right. NBA emergence. So yeah, because college basketball is like just basically bad most of the time yeah it's just it's just hard to watch guys miss layups over and over and over again yeah um they, i don't the most puzzling thing is the Lori marketing thing which happened after mm-hmm. they added mobley marketing just not good they traded for him and like gave him money it benefited my team a lot. I will, I love the trade. So I got Larry Nance on the Portland Trailblazers. So it's I'm just very weird. excited about that. Also, they have like one of the worst owners in sports. So. Dan Gilbert, bruh, shout out. <laughs> so it's just like, what are we doing? What are we doing, uh, here, guys? He's he's up there. He's he's not like James Dolan, obviously, but he's up pretty high as one of the worst owners. Uh, or Dan Snyder over on uh, the Washington football team is also pretty historically pretty yeah. awful. Too. Yeah, he's can't wait for him to be forced to sell after the rest of those emails get leaked because Rudin wasn't even the target. I know that's the, this is like, it's a reckoning is coming and I, and I don't even follow football. And I was like, like, God bless, honestly. Yeah. Um, I hope, I hope he gets canned too, or, or like Donald Sterling status where he has to sell because he's just a total, total douche. mm -hmm. Um, I think this team's going to be fun. Yeah. Slant is a ton of fun. Jared Allen is the most fun. Yeah, Jared Allen's awesome. Um, I like, I, uh, I. So you heard about like Steph Curry like hyping up Garland. Yes, everyone is. See. Yeah, very on that. And it's like I know people are like, you know, Kevin Durant out Booker, right? I feel like these guys don't necessarily have the best track record. As no, they don't. GMs. But it's just, but it's just like it's interesting when people it is interesting bring it up and like have such a have such a strong opinion about it. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, like what? Oh, that means I should at least pay attention, if anything. An all-time greatest saying, this guy's got that magic. So mm-hmm. that means I got I to gotta at least check that out. So 
I wasn't Garland went what five in the draft like two years ago and like was just like were really really bad his rookie year. Yep, and, and then he was pretty good last year. And he was pretty good last year. So I don't know who knows, but I'm. I think this team could be cool. Like I think I they really could like surprise Colin Sexton. I don't know what his like fit is because he's too good to be a bench player. I feel like, mm-hmm. but he's not a lead guard. He he needs like his version of Lamelo. So he can be scary Terry. Like that's that's who he is. He's a yeah, be- like probably a better version of Terry Rozier. He's a better version like, of Terry Rozier? I think he averages like 25 points a game. On a, on the Cavs. Yeah. But like, I mean, you know, like, what's, what's Terry's <laughs> I think Terry on the... is way better than Colin Sexton? I think like Terry I think Rozier. like his destiny is a better version of okay, Terry Rozier. Maybe maybe so like, like the same upside. kind of rational confidence, crazy small guard who's just like not going to give you an inch on defense. I mean, he Colin Sexton beat the Nets by himself. Yeah, I know. I've seen. I've well. Did you watch the Alabama game when they had yes. like? Uh, yeah, when he was like three on five or something crazy like that. Yeah, I watched like, the highlights. I didn't watch the game because I'm not watching Alabama basketball. But that was true. pretty. That was that was pretty incredible. Like he was just yeah, he's good, and I don't know. Like it's it's a weird thing because he's not good enough but he's like he's a guy for sure and they just i don't know garland is tough just they're like the same sits one ish height yeah it's two so they, they just can't work together because the league is trending taller at those two positions specifically yeah i i'm like in this weird position where like every time someone says that it's like it doesn't work and it's like i'm literally rooting for damon cj who are like one inch apart right. from each other it's like and it's and it's like the only time that it's worked but and i when i say work meaning getting to the playoffs and having mm-hmm. moderate success. But when you talk about when I think the, the when we say worked, it means actually threatening for a title. And the, even the, I can say the Blazers have not done that. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it can work with to a moderate degree with those two. But I would probably look if I were, I would probably have my ears open if I were, uh, mm-hmm. if I were Colby, what's his name, that the GM there. You remember that uh, guy's Kobe name? Colby Altman. Colby, I would have my ears to the ground if I were listening to people on Colin Sexton. If I could turn, maybe a because like, he's like he is a weird fit in the sense with Garland or just a weird. I think he's a weird fit in the NBA because he is a guy. He's like a gamer. But we're then, right. what if I call up oh, the New Orleans Pelicans? Oh, okay. Here we go. Like, let me give you can I interest you in. I don't know who. <laughs> uh, some sort of can we get a Colin Sexton for Brandon Ingram trade going somehow? Those are those are the centerpieces. We can figure the rest out. Like maybe a couple pits are involved, maybe a little bit of Lori Martin is involved. Yeah, you know, so Zion a, needs a floor spacer. It's it's actually a good idea, and and maybe not like the most plausible, but it's a good idea. Like because I think that Brandon Ingram is severely overrated. Um, I think I uh, didn't we didn't we both think that? Yeah. Okay. But so like a two store and three is perfect for them. Yeah. So that that's that's. It seems like from for us, it feels like that's a more possible thing. But Zion's foot is he's not running yet. You hear about that today? He's not running yet. And the, the week, I think the league starts in like 10 days. Here's so I don't know. I'm like very dubious of this of Zion with just the does the Zion age. go to the Knicks or does he go to the Jets? <laughs> uh, this, uh, oh man, good question. What's what's he playing? What's he playing for the Jets? The end. If his school had a football the team, end? he would have been the number one pitch in football. I'm pretty sure he's like. 
I mean, like, he's pretty similar to Miles Garrett. Like, okay, so my, like Miles Garrett, like edge rusher kind of status. Yes. Yeah. Okay. He like he's a freak. I was thinking of like Robert Math, the Dwight Freeney, because that was the last like DN notable DNs I can I can name off the top of my head. But like I think but, Dwight Freeney it was also like a freak athlete. Yeah, Dwight, both those guys were like freaking like awesome on the on the sides. They pinched quarterbacks so well. Um, yeah, I think. Uh, no, I don't know, man. That's actually tough. I think it goes Jets, to the next Jets but... or Knicks. Yeah, I think it would be Knicks. Um, we'll see. <laughs> that was a good bit. Um, <laughs> Uh, no, I, I like Colin Sexton. Um, I would see that player is very valuable. Like to your point from the, an outside, uh, outside the, uh, the system that he's currently in. And I yeah, would, try I, to... I, another, I'm rooting for another departure of two, two people that occupy the same space, like such as the, uh, uh, Pacers issue with the two big men. I think this is mm-hmm. also another, another needed thing, but it's so hard because guys are GMs are so afraid to give up assets for the gamble of out of yeah. house. And I, I, I can I can see their hesitancy, but I think that I would be a bad GM because I would treat it like 2K too much and just try just try too much crap. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe they can figure it out. Setzland is so fun. This is a great nickname. Sexland, oh, seems yeah. like the guys love each other. It, it'd be, um, a, it'd be a, a, that's the that's the biggest loss is losing all the marketability of Sexland. But they don't Sexland. market it. So I know because like, I know they I've heard they don't do it, but it, I'm dumb. sure someone does it somewhere. This brings us to perhaps the most boring team in the NBA. Oh, over the Pacers? Over the Pacers. Oh, my goodness. Wow, Detroit statements Pacers. are being made. They added Cade Cunningham, who, in theory, is good. Everyone <laughs> <laughs> pick, in theory, is good. I'm kidding. He is good. I don't... It just seems like... Not as exciting as Jalen Green. I he's not as exciting. And I don't know that he's enough. I guess he did elevate Oklahoma State by himself. So we'll see. Did, but, didn't didn't then, Trey Young go to Oklahoma State or just Oklahoma? He went to Oklahoma. Okay, just making sure. But, I mean, you'll, we'll see. You know, Tate Cunningham, they got Killian Hayes there still. And then they had Luca Garza, who I'm should... still a believer in Killian Hayes. And I know that Verno for the uh, Mismatch podcast is like, so all in on Luke Garza, which is hilarious to me, but he's like all drinking Luke Garza Kool Aid. Yeah, I mean, we just like we know he can't play more than fifteen minutes in today's NBA, unfortunately. Yeah, true. But you know, if they're bad, they should let him anyway. Yeah, maybe. And then Telio Linick, who's just gonna train threes and be a dune and do his weird Canadian thing. I it, so. I like Kelly Olenek. I as a basketball player, I mm-hmm. kind of don't like his goon status, and also like the whole like breaking Kevin Love's arm in like the 2016-17 era, or what it was, fifteen or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. He broke like broke his. I can't remember what like, year that was. Ripped his shoulder from his. Yeah, body. I, that pissed me. It's never off. been the same. Yeah. Um. But he also that going back to going way back a little bit now, going back to that Boston Wizards series. He like won. won he like won them a game six or something like that. A game that seven, was, I think. Yeah, it was really epic. And he can like for a big guy, he's got really nice touch from from as a or a jump shot. Mm-hmm. And he can be a, a, a pretty decent defensive presence. Like I I thought that was kind of a, a sneaky pickup for Detroit. Mm-hmm. And for a team oh, that's yeah. probably not gonna be very good, but I and um he's weirdly played for a, a string of bad teams now, and I think it's like weird why well, he was he on the heat land. for a while. Yeah, he was on the. It was like Boston, Miami, and then he was bought. He was on Houston, 
and yes and then now and now he's on detroit it's like i feel like he should be more valued by better competing yes. teams i think he just got a bigger payday from them yeah if he's just chasing money i get it but i i don't know it might be more fun than i initially thought i guess if hayes i just feel like cunningham the duplicity is, of hayes is, and Cunningham. he's just he's like a better cunningham like where they're not a, a plus athlete but they're obviously good athletes but they're not yeah. super plus athletes they're going to be smart with the ball do their thing uh Cunningham's much better offensively obviously got a j then, and where uh, hey like uh killian doesn't seem like he has a true j yet like down yeah. uh but then jeremy grant is out there doing his thing storm getting buckets getting buckets just getting 25 points just because he can um i yeah again i just i i think they're gonna be super boring i don't like all these eastern conference teams like i've touched on i have baggage with a lot of them from the nets when they were like should have like almost contenders with jason tate and vince carter so i just never really liked the pistons yeah i don't think anyone really does is that the bad boys and then the annoying chauncey billup ben wallace i I liked both iterations a lot um so Bad, so bad boy Dennis Rodman is like one of my top five favorite players ever to play basketball mm-hmm. um and specifically number 10 when he was more than the number 10 before he joined the Bulls on both the Spurs and uh excuse me the Pistons and then the Spurs mm-hmm. like I'm a huge Dennis Rodman guy um uh, I just believe in that I believe in him as a human like I know that he's a weird kind of a weird dude but I like absolutely love Dennis Rodman uh and I it started back when I mean I was a small child and i don't i only i saw him kick in when he was on the spurs like that's when i started liking basketball he's already like a spur at that point okay. but either so but i've watched documentaries and i've watched like a lot of like old like footage of him as a piston so i i really like look back at isaiah thomas and bill Embiid. i love the pistons and i i, I romanticize them i should say i have been tempted to buy like pistons like of that era shirts mm-hmm. but man it's hard to want to do that now because they have been really boring for quite some time. I agree with you. And um, just the, the current version of the team has just been so meh for yeah. a while. So I don't know what to expect. Um, I hope like all I hope is that if I'm a Pistons fan, all I'm hoping for is that Cunningham and Hayes are able to either they're also they're able to progress and also work together. And that's what I'm hoping yeah. for. Hope for the future is all you can hope for there. At this yeah, point. for sure. Uh, and that brings us to the Atlantic division. This is this Nets is our favorite to win. Tasty. All five yep. teams are awesome, like in their own way. Yep. So the Nets had a busy offseason. They added Patty Mills from the Spurs, Paul Millsap, who is washed, but like kind of jumps into that Jeff Green void. I love uh, Patty Mills, dude. I'm like all about I'm very, it. That, that was a sick move. Um, yeah. Lamarcus Aldridge, who was good for them until he had his heart murmur and hopefully he is able to remain healthy this year just for him because I don't want him to play a ton. Uh, but just so like literally just thinking of him, I hope he's healthy. Yeah. I think his uh, role Javon Carter as a like 10th man, but plays like eight to 12 minutes and just like annoys a lot of people. I'm very excited on Bayron Sharp as a developmental bait in spot minutes. And then Cam Thomas, who he's 19 was average like 24 27 points a game at LSU as a freshman and is in the perfect place to grow as a player because like mm-hmm. he's gonna have guides he has all the guys to learn from he has a sit developmental staff 
and he has to be held accountable for his weaknesses of passing and defense. So, like, Cam Thomas, I think, is going to be a guy. Yeah, and me too. So, like, that's a steal. It's like, hopefully the Nets don't have to trade him to get someone. Losing Jeff Green is, like, their you, biggest loss because he was you like, guys tr- really good last year. You guys essentially traded Green for Millsap, even though it wasn't yeah. a trade. It was like the fact that they were on they they're on the opposing teams and they kind of yeah. flip flopped. And the Nets lost out on that trade. They didn't have to pay him as much because Jeff Green got paid a little bit, and Millsap's on the minimum. And also, they'll just like kind of use Bruce Brown in that role. But yeah, yeah, Bruce Brown's got Bruce Brown is awesome my, this year has the yeah. honor of my current favorite net. Okay, he's like that ancestral like inherited that gritty scrappy net thing so here's the thing on my blog we traded for james harden i should be ecstatic and i wrote a whole thing lamenting it because the death of the rebuilding nets and like grind and grit and whatever the brooklyn hustle whatever they were saying grind or whatever grind um well grand grind was the grizzly side yeah it's like yeah but so like harden not super likable off the court at that time but he's my favorite of the big three to watch because Tyree and KD are very similar where they do like the dumbest things, but it works. And it's like, oh my God. But like, with especially Tyree because he's small, mm-hmm. smaller. Um, I'm like watching them. It's like, I'm going to have a freaking heart attack because they're like, oh, wide open three. I'm going to dribble into a contested shot and do a spin for no reason. And it goes in and I'm like, Tyree, why didn't you just take the open three? And save me two seconds of like the worst anxiety. This is how I feel about Steph as well. And like, I mean, Katie does it too. Yeah. And it's just like, so that's why Harden, when he comes in and he like, he does his three to five, depending on if the other guys are playing, dumb step back threes a game, half the time they go in. And then other than that, he's just like humming, the ball's moving. He's going to make a couple dumb turnovers, but like he's running pick and rolls with Bruce Brown that works somehow. And he's like doing all this crazy, like, He's such a good beautiful player. Basketball. And it's like, how how did this happen that I'm in a position where I love James Harden? The NBA is so weird. Yeah, it's it's it like the way that how fluid the player movement is now. Yeah. Like, and you're, like just, you're just all of a sudden like, I hate that guy. He plays for a Western Conference team. Probably don't watch him a whole lot. And then now he's like my one of my favorite players on my own team. Literally and like, overnight. played the ugliest brand of basketball. And now is like a ball mover selfless like he's the leader yeah. of the nets and like he's telling guys how to what their assignments are and vocal on defense and stuff like i don't know what happened james harden good for him hopefully he's mature and it's I, real and not just for show I, I i like i'm like in order the most the things i'm most excited about like additions like just ex- excitement meter like about these additions you've listed here patty mills okay cam thomas Javon Carter. <laughs> I think this is such a cool pickup. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say Paul Millsap, because I think he has something left, even though it's okay. minimal. LaMarcus Aldridge and then Dayron. Like I, I I just like all the additions to a to a point. Like uh I think I, I've always respected Millsap and always liked him. And even mm-hmm. if he was kind of a ghost uh last year for uh Denver. I think he still can contribute. And I don't think that the Nets need him to contribute even on the level that even Denver was asking. Yeah. I mean, they don't need him to be Jeff Green this year. No, not at all. It, it's, it's, 
man, it's a cool team. Like mm-hmm. I, even as, as someone that like, doesn't like has not historically like yourself love the nets like it's a cool team and i think it's weirdly cooler because Kyrie is not gonna be playing i mean that sounds so dumb but like it gives cam thomas and it gives these other players some more breathing room and ability to shine and i think that's something that i i wasn't ex- half was excited about the nets until today when it's like Kyrie's not playing yes awesome i think so the reporting with shams has been that Tyree's motivations aren't that he's anti-vets. He just doesn't think it's right that people are losing their jobs for vaccine mandates. <clears throat> so it seems like he's giving himself a little bit of an out. And then in like two weeks or so, like he's going to wait probably until the regular yeah. season gets going and be like, huh, made my point. I'm back. Type of thing. And I, obviously I want Tyree to play for the Nets uh, to an extent. <laughs> But like, I don't want him to not just like be home unless he retires. That's fine. And like, whatever, like, I mean, you know, whatever he thinks is right, kind of. I mean, it's a global pandemic. So I think everyone should get vats if they don't have health reasons, like I've said. And I don't really want to hear arguments elsewise. Like, don't at you. This is my podcast. Yes. Yeah. Don't at you. I don't really, I'm not like, I don't care if somehow (laughs) this gets listens and people are mad. Like, just get vaccinated. But sure. like, you know, whatever, like in general, Kyrie being weird and different and like a pseudo intellectual is like, whatever, do what you want to do. And if you want to retire and be happy, do you. But I'm on a weird train of thought. I'm rambling. Uh, when Kyrie comes back, it's going to be cool. I, I'm, not, I'm not as excited. <laughs> I want him to stay out. I just want to see Cam Thomas have more shine. When I want to see, um, I want to see more. I want to see more. Hard and not having to share the ball at all. Oh, yeah. like I know the thing about Kyrie is like it's interesting. He was always really a two guard, it's just an undersized two guard. Yes. So like so Harden would have still have more reason to have the ball in his hands anyway. But yes. I just so like the, I like the absolute freedom that it gives Harden. That's all I'm saying. Well, so what the Nets would do is they would pair, so they'd all three start and then they would pair Kyrie and KD for the most part. And then Harden would run out with like Nick Latson, Bruce Brown. Um, a little Joe Harris sometimes, but like Timothy Lau Cabro. TLC. Yeah, just to call him yeah, TLC. TLC. Um, I took French, so sometimes I pronounce his name, but not, not I can't. Now. I that's, that's why like, I refuse to call him anything but TLC because I can't say it. But like those guys who are like se- several like but like even when he so it was like James Harden and the uh, end of the bench nets plus Bruce Brown and Platson. Um he was like moving the ball, not really being that super ball dominant. Uh, like he wasn't using it's a little bit more Houston than Jason Kidd version Harden. Um, but it was still like, I don't know. He's just fun to watch. So when the Harden trade first got going, I was like, okay, the Sixers want a guard. The Nets want to get Harden. Tyree for Simmons. Simmons and Harden to the Nets. Yeah. And then like all the Nets guys to Houston. Um, now, obviously, I mean, like if it was literally no other option, but Simmons for Kyrie, I would do that and just like be like, Hey, Ben Simmons, you're the center deal with it. Yeah. If you're going to tell Kevin Durant, you're not a center at this point, like probably would, but anyway, um, it's just like, that's how fast the NBA changes. Basically like now both these players are like untradeable almost and super unlikable to other people. Yeah. 
Be, I still want to see them get traded for each other because I think it'd be hilarious. It would be funny. It would be funny. <laughs> so, um, so the Sitchers who we've touched on quite yeah, a bit. Yeah, we talked about them a lot just through because through the prism of Ben Simmons because that's really what's going on with them. Like, move adding Andre Drummond and George Niang. Like, I okay. have I'm perplexed by both of them. Like, mostly Drummond, who Embiid hates. Yeah, all the, <laughs> the few that I actually hated that because I just don't like the idea. Like. Trash talk is like one thing, but like this seems like very per- it got really personal with mm-hmm. Embiid and, and and like it was like beyond that. It's like it seems like he genuinely just hated that guy, and then like all of a sudden they add him to the roster. It's like oh that seems no. I think he still does. Like, did you see the video they put where they were no, like I same team now or something? So the no. Sixers put a thing, and like Embiid basically in the video is like rolling his eyes, like his face is like Gosh, yeah. this fucking guy, <laughs> and it's just like. I don't know. <laughs> it's like yeah. I, I told I've told you this. I was looking so much uh, so forward to the Andre Drummond, Ben Simmons, and Bead on off court splits because even though oh they play like be- barely anything, they'd be like minus eight hundred. Uh, but unfortunately, we don't get that most likely. So for their that, losses, I put what, ben what a lineup. What a lineup! If you had like, it would be like what Seth Curry. Danny Green and then like those three guys who just yeah. lasted and then like because they don't or Maxi because they don't even really have a point guard. What a yeah. weird team! Like Ben Simmons is a point guard, but he's he's kind of not. He's like a. I mean, I know you called him that earlier, but like he plays like it to an extent. But like they don't have like not when it matters though is the issue. yeah like yeah, in the playoffs he, he can't do it. Well, because in that in like the last two games they're playing, that was like kind of Seth Curry kind of took over, and it was like. It was literally a t- like, I think in that game seven against Atlanta, it was a two man game. It was literally just either Seth Curry or Joel Embiid, and that was it. Like that was it, that was the shots and creation were just running through those two guys exclusively, mm-hmm. and then and then Ben was just down there like hiding underneath the basket, like he was like he'd been doing. He needs That's- to get to the Nuggets and just be like the Nuggets, some, yeah, Sambadero with. Uh, Jokic, yeah, I doing that kind I, of thing. I wonder, like, it's weird because, like, there's a few guys that are good enough or like too good, but it's like almost like when would Simmons just be awesome as like the like a backup? Like, wouldn't he just be like the raddest sixth man ever? Like, because I think that's like weirdly like the best role for him on almost any team at this point. It's just like, or like a team that has like two good guards, like. So I don't know. I, I, I just mean, feel like he could be that. Like, just be the best six man there's ever been, and just be that guy. I don't know. So you've said you don't really watch East Coast basketball. So I don't know if you saw how for some like twenty ish games at least. James uh, Bruce Brown was basically the net center. That was awesome, and I did so, watch that. Yeah, I feel like that is Simmons' ideal role. It's just like the best possible version of that, but facilitating. Yes, like he's crashing, he's pl- like getting re- all the rebounds, um, like closing out. Just like he's, he needs to turn himself like Ben Simmons. You're not the guy, you're the glue guy, and like you're the best yeah. glue guy of all time. And just shoot twice a game, like shoot two threes a game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just for the sake of it. Yeah, yeah, I get it. One each half. No, I, I I'm. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Further losses. Third, oh, third I just or fourth to get in one. the East. Yeah, what's up? I put that through, I've lost all respect for them. Oh, because it's just, I mean, so Ben Simmons, top 30 player, at least 
and when he's on top 15 when he's on on yeah um, according to according to ESPN yes he is a top of their player rankings he's a top 30 it was like 29 or 28 or something mm-hmm. like that top three defender at least uh super versatile but it's just like okay how many years in a row are we gonna deal with you guys underachieving in the playoffs always in its use I don't care like there that shouldn't have gone to seven games with the Hawks the Hawks were outclassed in that series. I, I was on vacation. I was in uh, Monterey mm-hmm. and I like made a point to get back to watch game, I believe game five. And they were up by like, it was either game five or six. I can't remember, but that, that and we were at the beach and I literally came back to the hotel room to watch that game. Mm-hmm. And uh, at least the second half, excuse me. And they were up like, there was like no way they could have lost that game. It just didn't seem like there's any way they're going to lose the game. They're probably like, in the fourth quarter with like seven minutes left, they're up by like 15. And they just like completely just crapped the bed and they lost that game. And the Hawks had no business being in that position uh, to win a game. It was so absurd. And I mean, shout out to the Hawks for getting it done. But that was, they didn't win that game. Like it's like, I know it's a, it's a trope to say stuff like that. It's like who won or like who was, did they win it or did they lose it? Like the other team lose the game. That was like that time where that trope was actually real. Like Philadelphia choked that away rather yeah. than like the, the Hawks won it. So I'm just like, I don't care what they do in the regular. It's sort of like how a lot of people are with the Jazz at this point. Like, I don't care what you guys comp- do. You need to get like, I guess, depending on what they did bad for Simmons, I'll reevaluate. But like Tobias Harris is probably going to choke anyway. And he's poor TB. Like, isn't his number 12? Isn't he also TB12 as well? That would be unfortunate, but <laughs> I don't know. There's just like, um, like you said, very weird offseason, obviously, but like weird additions to the team. Yep, he is also TB12. Yeah, he's TB12. I just looked it up too. <laughs> um, so we'll just see, I guess. But until they, I guess it's more like the Bucks. Like until they actually do it, I'm out. Yeah, because the Bucks should have won a title before they did. Maybe I, the, the, one of my favorite things you said this podcast was that you said that like the Sixers are essentially like the Jazz East, mm-hmm. and I think that like they belong in the same barrel for sure. And they just kind of like, okay, there's always some reason you guys didn't do something, and it always seems like there's it just seems like inauthentic. Mm-hmm. And it's like just say you got beat, or just say you didn't show up, or whatever. But it's like, oh, like we're gonna have. Conley for this, or I don't know, whatever it is, or yeah. and they're and they're in the Philadelphia case, it's something else. Like I don't know, but uh, they choked that series away like pretty bad to Atlanta, and that's uh, yeah, like they haven't even made with this like the for how much press they get, they haven't even made an Easter Conference Finals like in this iteration of the team, which is not like they almost did. If you want to, I mean, who knows what happened if that Kawhi shot doesn't take eighty bounces and then finally fall in, mm-hmm. but um. I don't know. They wouldn't. That would have been. I believe if he missed that, if I'm, then that would have. That would have been. They went to overtime. Not that they won the game or won the series. They just would have had another five minutes to decide it. Right. They definitely so, didn't win the series. I think they. I think you're right. I think it goes to overtime. Yeah. And, and that's what I believe. And every, like, and that's their big what if is maybe they pull yeah, out maybe, a game. Maybe they pull a out a series. game in a series to go. Yeah, but that was like they would to go five, to the conference finals against yeah. a team that historically like uh, the current iterations of the team, like Giannis destroys them. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, now I think, yeah, for sure. 
Well, but I think I wanna... like Ben too. I think that year and the year after, like he takes the Ben Simmons thing personal. He's like Giannis yeah. goes at them. Giannis, uh, Simmons, and Embiid. The only time that I've seen like the Sixers super super house the Bucks was uh, a couple Christmases ago. Mm-hmm. The Sixers housed him. Uh, and that was like, but that was one of the only times they've like really. I feel like they really pile drived him. Uh, but like overall, I think yeah, you're right. I think the Bucks kind of get the better of it because Giannis is like on fire versus mm-hmm. the Sixers. I think I think we've set our pieces there. Um, Agreed. Cool, moving to the Celtics. Celtics, yes. So they did a lot, you know. Uh, their GM resigned. <laughs> that was so weird. It was very weird. Brad Stevens just took his job, and they got he moved moved offices. Yeah, they got. Uh, will you take his pronunciation? Their new coach, Imea Duka, in there. Oh yeah, I I know what he looks like. I can like tell you what he looks like. I just don't. I don't can't, can't say his name. I think I got it pretty. I think I got it as right as I can at this tired level. Um, they brought back Al Horford. Al Horford. Jesus Christmas. There you go. You, you can do this one. Uh, Al you can Horford. There you go. In this canter. I love that uh, the Ennis Matthews. Cantor is flying back and forth between coasts, between Portland, lo- and, and, Portland yeah. and Boston. <laughs> he, if he year. doesn't go back to Portland next year, I'm going to be mad. Oh, yeah. He needs to go back. He needs to continue the trend and go back every year and play for each team. They got Dennis Schroeder on the cheap. Which for is nice. seven mil, bro. Oh, my gosh. That's a pretty good. That's like probably their best move. Um, yeah, easy. Maybe the coach, just because they were like Brad Stevens has run his course. And uh, Aduka is very well regarded but you know we don't know until we know yeah like, we have to watch it nate bjorkin was a genius he's just an asshole so the pace yeah he, like i remember like, everyone just hated that guy like over, right and it wasn't he was the indiana guy right yes yeah and it doesn't seem like that with a but like no he seems like a chill dude and i think yeah. it, um i think jalen brown I, he's already got jalen brown's respect and i think that goes a long way because yeah. i see jalen brown is the kind of the leader of that team jalen brown also, is like who kyrie thinks he is i feel like Oh, even though he's wow. younger like he's the, that was a great take Jalen Brown is like incredibly smart like actually smart yeah and is like I mean Tyree does great things for social justice so I don't want to take that away but like he went to Berkeley too so Jalen Brown does that in a way that is like uh like he it's I don't know he just like conveys what he wants much better yeah, he is. He was at the front lines of the Black Lives Matter, uh, mm-hmm. you know, marches back uh, last summer. And it was like, I I already loved him as a basketball player. Uh, I just really was fascinated by who he was in that regard. But then when he did that, I just found a, a much deeper respect for him um, driving down to his hometown of Atlanta, like getting in a car and, and, and like being such a big part of that scene down there. So cool. I just think this this is like, like, I, I don't, I made a list a while ago. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I think he was in the top four, my favorite basketball players currently. Like he's like, he's like, at least he's at somewhere. I, I think he was three or four of my favorite current NBA players is Jalen Brown. So yeah, I like him um, a lot and I don't like the subject. So that's yeah, like, no, and that's a lot for you lot. because I, this is a team that like, and I don't want to should have been a net. Yeah. A, a team trade that, the pick. That, that's crazy. A team that um I, I end up weirdly watching a lot when I'm when I am do watch early games, they always happen to be Celtics, but I think that's just because the networks put them on ton, like mm-hmm. the TNT and ESPN. Like they yeah. so when I do watch early games, like 4 p.m. games, it's always seems to be Celtics. So I've caught a lot of Jason Taylor and Jalen Brown over the couple last couple mm-hmm. years. Um, which makes me probably more endeared to them. But I, I think that they'll be better because I think they I think it's hard for them not to be better than they were last season. 
Yeah. I think it'd be really hard to they kind to, of had a season from hell. They had some weird iffy uh, chemistry fits player wise. And Steven says run his course, like we said. And they had like some weird movement stuff going on. And Kemba Walter was a shell of himself. Yeah. They were the seventh seed last year, right? Yes. Yeah. They'll they'll be they'll be higher than that. Like should be. Don't do you can you see okay, so question. Mm-hmm. If you had to like you know, if you had put money on it, who's going to have, um, I don't know the number, but just based on like, who's going to have a higher win total Atlanta or Boston this year? I would say Boston, but I don't necessarily feel great about it because they are in a better division. I feel like that's, that's, they're going to play in those teams more. I get that. And then also, um, they have like the new coach and a lot more new pieces to incorporate for sure. I, Jason, I think the, they have the, they, they have a higher playoff ceiling because they have I, those two dynamic wings, which is pretty much all you need. I would say Atlanta. Okay. But I would say it's also really close. That's all I'm saying. Like that's mm-hmm. the point I think I was trying to make. And I was just curious what you thought. But I, I think that Boston and Atlanta feel I, I mean, Jason Tatum is a really freaking good basketball player. Mm-hmm. And Jalen Brown's good. I think I I get a little upset when, again, I, I just confessed how much I love Jalen Brown, but I get a little upset when Tatum gets more of shine. Yeah. But admittedly, he's probably better at certain aspects of basketball that are more notable, like more like get, that claim to more notoriety, like such as scoring. Especially um, now he's like a good defender too. So yeah. it's that kind of erases. But, I mean, I think Brown's still a little bit better as a defender. I don't watch a ton of Celtics, obviously. I think they, I think that's true. But uh, like, it's fight. not enough of a difference that, we can fairly say that he's better than Tatum. I think Tatum's like pretty clearly better at this point. Yeah. And that's okay. I just like, think there's like, there's a game style that I like with Brown a little better. It's like, yeah. it's a more of a personality thing. Um, mm-hmm. Like trying on defense, the really, this the willingness, I should say there's like a real, like it's a very tangible palpable and you're watching basketball. There's something that this is why, again, to not to make this the Jalen Brown podcast, but there's something about a player when you're watching basketball, you can see their willingness. They're like, they, they're willing to do anything that the, t- the team needs. And they're not just doing it because it's like their archetype. Like Marcus Smart, like his archetype is like, I'm a defensive master. And so he plays into that and he like plays to his strength. Like, I feel like there's an adaptability. It's not his strength. Yeah. But I feel like there's such an adaptability and a willingness with Jalen Brown that is so unfounded in today's NBA where he's not necessarily any kind of specialist, but he's just good at everything. And he can be different things, different nights to fit the team's need that night. And that is such an important uh, and also rare type of player. I think Shade Gillis-Alexander is a little a little bit like that for the Thunder too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's a few players like that, but I think they're dying. I think the NBA is getting more specialized. And I think that Jalen Brown is like uh, a hearkening back to something a little bit more older where he can just do it all pretty well and he can facilitate he can fill any role he needs to on any given night Here's so that's my, my love letter to Jalen brown there we go are we sure that we don't just like Jalen brown better than jason tatum because of his beard like his he's beard a, is so much better than his beard tatum. is way better than than tatum's and he's just um, no disrespect to tatum Jalen brown's just more <laughs> handsome in general yeah he's harder more handsome he's the, he's the whole package guys. yeah he went to berkeley he's went got a good berkeley. education I don't, where, Tatum went to Duke, though, right? Tatum went to Duke, but like... But now I'm fuzzy on Duke because of Kyrie. <laughs> yeah, we're out. Uh, 
I don't have much to say about it, like Celtics overall, other than I'm ex- I'm excited for Jalen Brown, and I think there'll be uh, again, like it's like this, it's this blob of teams right in that middle, yeah. four, five, and six. It's gonna be it's gonna be in some order, four, five, and six, Heat, Atlanta, Boston, and I just don't know what the order will be. That's my take. But then also there's like the probably not the Nets, but like the Nets might be in that Nets on um, like pushing I'm for not, five. I'm not there. Um, I'm not the, there on that at all. I think the Citrus might be down there. Yeah, probably. Instead of the Heat. Like it's just like three through ten is like a weird jumble. And yeah, there's you have some idea where what it's gonna shake out, but it's not wholly surprising if like somehow the Hornets are five and like everything's all weird. Like yeah, it's, it's I'm, just I'm, gonna be a weird season. For, I'm down for that. I was, uh, I want to let's talk about the Knicks. You've already kind of pivoted. It. What was that? The Knickerbockers. The uh, Knickerbockers. There, sorry. I, th- I thought you said Abaka, and I'm like, what are you yeah. talking about Abaka? He's on the Clippers. <laughs> they added the corpse of Temple Walker. Nice. Reasonable contract. Um, was it? Probably, it's a really cheap deal, right? I think it was like eight million or so. Yeah, um, that's maybe, nothing. They definitely an upgrade over Elfried Payton. Still, is it Elfried or Alfred? It should be Elfried. I call. I say Alfred. I I've, I've Alfred. heard it as Alfred. Um, it might be one of those. I feel like there's a good amount of guys in sports that everyone just says their names wrong and they just don't correct anyone. They, like or Weird. you know Kyle Lowry is like Kyle Lowry, right? What it's not mean? Kyle. What is it? It's Kyle. I it's, I, I can't even tell. I know, I know it, it, it's <laughs> just like Kyle. It's, it's like Kyle. Okay. It's like uh, it's like Superman. It's like Kyle or but it's like Kyle. Oh. It's like just the first part of Superman's name. So it's that's Cal. like his name. Yeah. It's almost like a but cow, but it's Kyle. still, it's like that more. Yeah. I could be butchering that, but I've heard him correct someone. Okay. Which is strange, but either way, or, or um, maybe he was totally goofing on that person, but it was, uh, <laughs> that would be funny. It was <laughs> like, it was, oh, it was, it was, what's her face. It was that reporter that everyone likes because she's actually really good. Taylor Rooks. It was like Taylor Rooks that he was okay. like, correct. It was like, he like, he didn't like correct her in like a severe way, but he was like, oh, that's like my name is actually this. Mm-hmm. And he was like telling her. So maybe he was totally goofing on all of us and her, but oh, uh, well, uh, keep going with your knickerbockers. Uh, not mine. Not mine. By oh, I know. Stretch. I know. They yeah. added Evan Fournier, the Frenchman. And, you know, they lost the element of surprise, which is huge. They lost Frankie Smokes, Frankie <laughs> Nicotine. Yep. Alfred Payton and Reggie Bullock. So I think like everyone else has been saying, probably be better than they were last year, but worse record-wise. Better? I think they'll be a better team, but worse record-wise. Okay. Like everyone, like that's that's a weird thing to say, but I kind of get it. Um I I think they'll be worse. Upgraded the back. I think that they're I just full season of D Rose. I don't know. I like Tibbs. Kim and Walker and Evan Fournier are going to get hurt 20 games in the season. Very, and, then, and then is Julius Randle going to be Julius Randle again because he got it, paid? This is this is so your element of surprise key loss is actually really legit because mm-hmm. that game, Julius Randle, I don't think is taking a mammoth step up this offseason, but definitely not. Hey, if I just guard this guy, he's gonna he's going to shoot a 13-foot fadeaway. And he's probably not going to make it. So all I have to do is occupy his airspace and, you know, or get up in his jersey and he'll settle for a bad shot. And if I put a lot of pressure on him, it won't go in. 
Like the book on Julius Randle is completely out. The Hawks literally like finished it. They like wrote the ending and they have like the, the epilogue is done. Uh, I just, I don't see this team being that good, especially because their trademark was their, their trademark was their defense last year. And they just, mm-hmm. you know, look at Nilakina and Bullock were <laughs> two of the guys that were playing really good defense for them. I think they have some really talented pieces that I like um, that are like, on the more on that, like Barrett is cool and he mm-hmm. can take a step up and make that look really different and quickly can do also do the same thing. I think quickly was really awesome last year too. Actually, he torched the blazers in the games that I want, like the two games I watched them play the Knicks. Mm-hmm. Like he just was so good. Um, I don't but, think like don't specifically quickly, I guess, but I don't even think Barrett and we could be wrong because you know, he was high, super highly touted, but based on what we've seen, I don't think, Maybe combined, but I don't think they have it in them to take that bit of a leap where, where we change our mind about overall the ceiling of the Knicks. Weirdly, I think quickly would take a bigger step forward than Barrett. I don't know. I that's weird to say, but I think. Well, I mean, he if would. he, I think he has more room to grow, obviously, because he's well, like Barrett has had. This is Barrett's third year. Yes. Disaster rookie year. I mean, he was okay as rookie year, but the team was a no. It was a figuring right? out year, and that's what you expect from a lot of rookies. But right. I think like. What I what I expect from Barrett is 17.5 points a game with like five rebounds and like two or three assists. And to put up those consistently, but at the same time to be not like a difference game changer kind of player. And I just don't I don't see the I'm I could be, I sound really stupid, but I the Knicks feel like to me they feel like that bottom tier, like having to scramble to to earn the last few wins just to make sure they're they're uh not a lower like we've talked about too many good teams they're going to be to me they're a playing team like boston philly brooklyn uh three teams right there mm-hmm. milwaukee four are they uh, atlanta five and miami six there's no way they're better than the, those six teams to yeah, me and then also the bottom of the conference is better with like the bulls should be better well the wizards yeah. Wizards and Bulls might be better. The Hornets uh, Cavs are better. Even, even the Cavs, like we talked about, like right. having uh, coming, like uh, and like and the, the whole the ten we, seed thing. It's like every no one stops trying until the end. No, and then like we even talked about the, the Raptors, and that that's not a, like that's a team that's gonna actually compete. Yes, you know, like and probably they, the best coach in the NBA. Yeah, it's like that's like they're not gonna be they're not gonna be a top six seed in my mind. There's just no way because like you said, the bottom got better. That's the biggest attractor. Like the, the bottom like went up a few levels mm-hmm. uh, for them. And then they also have, and then the heat got either better or stayed the same. The Atlanta got better or stayed the same. Like I, I just, there's no, and then uh, Boston's not going to be as bad as last year unless they have horrible injury luck. Mm-hmm. And that's the spot they would be trying to occupy. And they're not as good as those three teams. So I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm too probably coming off too strong with this next take, which you probably like though, because I know you don't like them. So uh, there's just no to me. There's just no way that they're they're walking in, especially with Evan Fournier and Kimba Walker being pretty injury prone, and then losing this identity as this like big, awesome defensive surprise element team. I'm just mm-hmm. out on the Knicks. Later, Knicks. Okay, so the Raptors. Uh, I think I, I screenshotted their starting lineup from their first preseason game, and I think I sent it to you, or we talked about it at least. And I am so excited for this team. Because Same. they got a ton of six eight athletic dudes who can all kind of shoot and handle a little bit, like Scotty Barnes, 
OG and Anobi, Precious Achua. Just those three is super fun. And then we got Siakam in there. Like, that's like, come on. And then I guess Fred Van Leet, who is not six foot eight by any stretch. Yeah. No, but the rest of that, it's just like him and then plays, a bunch of six, he, eight guys. He plays bigger, though. And like, that's just going to be fun. They're going to be like cocaine. It's going to be so sick. Yeah. This cocaine is bad. Also, <laughs> never done it, but you know. Yeah. Not but, good. We know that. <laughs> um, excited just because I've liked this team for a while. I kind of always liked them. When they came, I was actually in third grade when they expanded mm-hmm. and became a team. And I was, it was the year Jurassic Park came out. That's actually how they have the name. Did you know that? Because they wanted to be the Husties, right? That was like the original yeah, plan. It, it was and like, then the, I did know that because there was like an oral history of it, I think. Yeah, it's so weird. But it was just like that Jurassic Park was so big that someone was like, what about the Raptors? Because that was like the no- most notable, like, uh, figure or character mm-hmm. if you want to i don't even know what to say the most notable dinosaur in that movie because they have so much to do with it mm-hmm. and someone's like yeah that's that's rad let's do the raptors which is hilarious but i've always kind of liked that as a kid there's a nostalgia factor but they're their old school jerseys the purples were dope yeah um yeah and then i just and they've had carter and, and mcgrady and these mm-hmm. all these players that i've liked and I, I i like siakam even though i think he's a little bit of a punk but i still like him i like van vliet i've liked lowry uh i've always I didn't really love the Lowry DeRozan combo. Like no, but... but they were like so I mean to go like 100 percent internet person, like so pure. Because they were yeah. just like best friends, like they loved each other, like yeah. genuinely loved each other. So that it had that sort of glow to it at the same time, even yeah. though they were annoying and always like play-wise, they were annoying and they always flamed out and had excuses for it. I loved watching LeBron just torch them for years and years. It was hilarious. But just like those two, their bond was so nice. Like, so they always had like a kind of nice sheen to them, I feel like, because of that. And also the like nice Canadian thing, even though most of the players aren't Canadian, obviously. But it's also like for a long time, it's been probably one of the most uh, robust international teams. Like there's a lot of like guys that are not like, look mm-hmm. at the team like now, like OG, Siakam, uh, Goran Dragic. Like they there's like Junis for a while. Yeah, Valentinus, they've always had a, like a pretty big international presence. I've always mm-hmm. respected that about it too. Uh, and Toronto, for never been there, but it seems like a really cool, even though freezing cold, seems like a really cool city. Yeah. So I like that. I like I like Toronto and they're not going to be that good. Uh, we know that. They're they're probably be gonna... better than they should be and they're going to be super fun. Yeah. And um, Scotty Barnes, like that's w- definitely a reason to want to watch. And yeah. Presses Achua. I think Presses Achua and Nick Nurse is a awesome fit. Even better than Spolstra. Barnes too. Even even better better than Spolstra. So yeah, we yeah, will I see. Think that that's also a thing. Like they got guys for their coach to mold and to like sort of. It's almost like in football again. The offensive coordinator, like you get the weird weapons for an offensive coordinator or an offensive coach. Like yeah. they got a bunch of toolsy sits eight guys who can handle and like are just clever basketball players for Nick nurse to play with and like, Oh, he's going to do some crazy weird stuff that he was doing in the British league where he was a player coach. Like he's going to pull random stuff out and like Scotty Barnes is going to be, I don't know. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. And Scotty Barnes I, looks like really good so far. He's like six, eight, right? Yeah. And he can handle and it's like a lockdown yeah. defender. If he can yeah. figure out how to shoot and he does shoot, if he can figure out how to shoot consistently, it's going to be like, Oh, he's a problem. Still wish they had Suggs, but I'm glad that they they like I will never doubt a Masai Ujiri. Um, mm-hmm. so if he picks Scotty Barnes, then I'm assuming that there's a good reason to pick Scotty Barnes over 
Suggs. So mm-hmm. I'll I'll go with that. Right. So now that we've talked the East Coast to death, the West Coast to death, we've made some predictions to death. I love that. Uh, let's get into a little bit of more. Wait, we didn't make predictions. Uh, we've given some storylines that we're excited for. Uh, let's get into some predictions. So I have a list of some awards and then like finals matchup and championships. So let's run through those. Who do you think is going to be MVP this year? Uh, guys in contention. Uh, I think this, like, honestly, I'm expecting it to be um, Luca almost no okay. matter what. Okay. Like, I'm not even like that excited about that. I don't have like personal conviction for it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, all my favorite players are like, I have like Dame and like CJ and like, you know, like Dame, how would I think to Dame to for Dame to get something like that? He would have to like shoot like a historically high like three point percentage or just something you know something really crazy. He'd have to try on defense, you know, a little bit too. But I think that just like it's kind of set up for Luca to win. And also, um, didn't I just mean Dallas just looks like they'll probably be a pretty good team this year, especially if Porzingis can contribute. So okay, I don't know. I think that the narrative has just been kind of pulling towards him mm-hmm. over, over the last couple of years, and. Now I think there's almost no reason for him not to if he does what he is, even if he does what he did last year, I think he'll just get that because I think these awards have like a narrative spin to them that are like not even necessarily like real, like all mm-hmm. times like so That's, we'll see. Yeah, very true. But I think that it's I think it's Lucas to lose, I would say. Okay. I, I think he is the betting favorite. Um, I feel like even though he hasn't been here that long, unless I'm watching a Mavs game, I have Luca fatigue. Me too, but I, that's why like, I have no conviction for it, but I think he's still going to probably win it. Okay, my pick is Giannis just because I think the Bucks are going to go rampage mode. And <laughs> I think so awesome. The Luka fit, fatigue. Um, but I mean, it is... It's, I think it's going to be one of those two. Okay. I, that'd be cool to see uh, Giannis get three, especially after the uh, uh, after winning a finals too. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's it would be... If he does if he does get MVP, it'd be earned, right? Because he'd be throwing up monster numbers again. That would be why. Mm-hmm. And because there's no, he... re- there's no narrative pulling towards him, I don't think necessarily like, the same way there is like a Luca. Like there's no like reason to give him th- third unless he's just killing it. Yeah. But like that's which so, which will. he would earn it. Yeah, and he, he should. I hope he does. It'd be awesome. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just, I just kind of think people would be like, you know, we probably should have done it last year. Uh, you know, he's beaten all his demons, he's the best player in the league. Like, he's over KD it. for you. You've said that twice now. Is that over KD for you? I don't think so, but that's just like you know, until the where we did 15 games in the season, I think we can say that I, for now. I'm like prisoner of the moment kind of fan, so I to me, he is. Um, I think he's the best player in the league, and KD is number like one A, one B, or like mm-hmm. one and two, whatever you want to say. But I mean, it's it those two guys. Giannis should have lost the head-to-head, kind of, even though they didn't defend each other for sure much at all. But then, I mean, the last memory of him is literally 50 points with him hitting 17 of 19 free throws and Dude, just being a juggernaut on defense and I've, just embarrassing the Suns by himself. Yeah. So I've thought about this too. Like, it's funny and awesome that it was just 50 points. Like, it's yes, so much cooler. It's perfect. If it was 51 or 49, mm-hmm. it would just like. 49 would, would be good. terrible. If yeah. 51 would also be terrible, it'd have yeah. to be 55, like, <laughs> yeah, or above. A, a nice, good round number of sorts. 
The, yeah. fi- the 50 point burger is just like the coolest thing about it. It was like LeBron. I think he scored 56 in the game one when they with the J.R. Smith ruined the game. Uh, game. Oh, okay. George Hill, really? But like, like 56. Yeah, George Hill missing the free throw. I get it. Yeah. But like, that's like, we know Giannis scored 50. Like LeBron's like 50 something, which even though it was, I mean, different states, but like, you know, he scored more points. Yeah. It doesn't feel like he did. Obviously, also the loss and not clinching a game finals but anyway uh most improved player pretty much crapshoot we have no idea it's yeah this really. guesses right yeah i mean yeah we're not uh in control we're not puppet puppeteering the lead i have og and anobi as I my love first it. pick i love um that. i really like og and anobi this is Me a too. coveted player uh but never gonna move uh mm-hmm. like, well, at least for some time off unless he demands a trade He's not going to be moving out of uh, Toronto anytime soon, but a coveted mm-hmm. player as a Trailblazers fan. But um, here's I'm going to go with like my my I'm going to do a couple of different things with these. I'll give my my pick and mm-hmm. then I'll give the narrative pick. The narrative pick is going to be Michael Porter Jr. because he's going to get tons of opportunity and he'll probably just steal the narrative. Mm-hmm. And I don't, but I think that OG will probably have a better season than Michael Porter Jr. Like statistically and efficiently and, and through efficiency and stats. Um, but I would guess that Michael Porter Jr. is going to fill back up. on that. I, I I just that's just my my personal yeah. But like, um, you think that MPJ could actually like be like all stellar and efficient because I don't see the efficiency. Yes, no, as much. I think he. I mean, he's very efficient now, and he was super efficient even when Murray went down in the playoffs. He wasn't, but in the right to close out yeah. the regular season, he was pretty efficient. Uh, and he's also like sits ten. He has that like last whatever game stretch plus playoffs of being the number two option. And like, yeah, you know, the off season of bolting up, hopefully a little bit, you know, I, I think he's good. And then if he can just be average on defense, I think, I think it, I think it like him and Ananobi are both very good pits. And then like, I think they would probably both deserve it. Um, both of them were on my list. Nice. Um, I had Anthony Edwards just because, Oh, okay. I love him. Yeah. And if I think it depends, like he, he would need the Timberwolves to overachieve and be like at least the 11 seed, hopefully the 10. Ooh, but that seems like a tall order. I feel like he's going to take a leap and hopefully it's not like it doesn't go unnoticed, I guess. Yeah. But I think he his leap would be because if he's just more efficient, he'll probably get to like 23 points a game this season. And he seems like he could be like a 28, five and five type of guy at some point. And yeah. like in a winning way, not in a, well, yeah, that's, that's, a that's a not high, this year. But. Yeah, okay, good. I was like, like next year, 28. I was like, wow. No, no, no. Um, but um, that's, but, uh, that's reserved for my rookie of the year pick. So defensive player of the year, I think it's also going to be kind of just a guessing game because we just know it's not Gobert and pretty much anyone else. 100% it, not Gobert. Uh, I would say probably Trey Young has better odds of it than Rudy Gobert at this point. That's not a lie. That's a great but lie. I'm going to go first this time. I'm going to say, I know, so I, if he wins MVP, he probably wouldn't also win this, but I think Giannis is probably Ooh, okay. maybe Embiid, but I would say Giannis or Embiid would be my short list. My short list and who I think is going to win is I think they're th- this is going to feel like a lifetime achievement award. I no think angles. Drew Holiday is finally going to get a defensive player of the year award. That would be he doesn't even have that many like 
uh, all defensive teams as he should. I know it's it's, it's like I think I think it's one of those things. It's like oh, it's like again a narrative kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's like oh, I think that uh, you know he's been so good for so long on defense. We finally recognize it. We finally saw it because he was like not on the Pelicans or the or the bad Sixers, the process mm-hmm. Sixers. So we'll just go ahead and award him this because it'll probably be good, good enough defensively. And then you just get it in this cycle, this kind of media cycle, and then it'll just get pick up steam. And they'll be like, we haven't recognized your great defensive abilities for a long time. So let's give you this like kind of almost like a lifetime achievement award defensive player of the year. But um, another guy that I like a lot, and also I can see winning defensive player of the year and also kind of wanting to is Bam from Miami. And that mm-hmm. would be another pick I have. I so it's like, that. I like Bam. I think he can. I think he can get even better on defense. I think he's pretty dang good on defense already, but I think he can get better. Mm-hmm. So I pick Bam. But I think that we're going to end up with a uh, a Drew Holiday Lifetime Achievement Award Defensive Player of the Year. Those are pretty good. I feel like with Bam, I don't. Does he make enough like flashy plays to get the narrative going? No, probably not. But I feel I like think he does he's... more. Like he'll check a point guard and just shut a point guard down and it yeah, like, the actual NBA fans are like anybody yeah wow but it doesn't no he can switch on to anybody he can guard up and down the key really well mm-hmm. like i tracking with really guys. like bam yeah so like he can go up to the top of the key and then hang with younger guys smaller guys that just kind of yeah. run and he can just i'm running with you like you're not going past me and it's just like and it's and it just either either alters the shot which mm-hmm. he's great at He's not like a blocks machine, but he's incredible altering shots. Yeah. And I, like, I don't, I love them. So yeah, I, so I'm on board with this pick. I, I think that, and that, that should be a stat. Like it should, like your ability to affect the person's positioning and the way they have mm-hmm. to shoot is like something we don't talk about, but he's so good at that. So I, I'm, I'm a really big Bam fan. And I think he could definitely be on again, like, a, what, you know, cause we don't know. So a short list of short sorts. So yeah. Coach of the year. I'm going to go with Steve Nash. Because I think the Nets okay. would be really good, okay. and I think that his ability. So what we've seen with this kind of narrative thing, but it's also I think it's it's a narrative thing that will be earned because mm-hmm. he's going to be dealing with this Kyrie thing looming over his head. Will he? Won't they? But he's going to be a little bit. He's going to be hyper focused. He's going to manage a team that's probably going to have the most wins in the NBA, and so therefore he's going to deservedly get the Coach of the Year. Um, and I expect him to. And I, I really don't think that there's like. I have, I have other nominations, but I just don't have faith in those nominations. I have wishful thinking in Billups just being awesome and the, and the Blazers overachieving. And okay. I also have this, my dark horse is Taylor Jenkins from the Grizzlies. Because I think, because I, I, we've talked about that. I love that team. I think they're way underrated right now. I think they could come out and totally smash. And if they do, I think Jenkins could be, uh, if they like earn like a six seed, like a five or six seed, I think he should be in conversation for it. But honestly, I think there's, if the unless the the Nets just completely like fall off the tracks, I think there's no way Steve Nash doesn't win this award, and I think he'd be totally deserved too. I think those are good picks. Um, like eighty percent believing, twenty percent just for sake of having another option. I'm gonna say Michael Malone, as he likes to be called. Yeah, Michael. I'm Malone. pretty high. I'm pretty high <laughs> on the Nuggets. Poor Cassie Hubbard got like, yeah. it's Michael. It's Michael. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty high on the Nuggets this year. I think they're going to be better than. They should. So I think if that happens, it'll he'll get the love. Yeah, I think uh, we can overstate this. Jokic had a kid. He's gonna get the dad's strength. Yeah, <laughs> it happens. I can tell you. For, I have two, so I have such epic dad strength now. Um, I, I told you when we talked about them. I think that if they would have, 
they would have been the, I would have expected them with a healthy Murray to have the highest win total in the NBA and then mm -hmm. probably break that 60 win ceiling. I don't think I would have had that question uh, or that like kind of like who, if, if there's a team going to break 60 wins, if that team was totally healthy, I think they mm -hmm. would break 60 wins. And I'm just, I just saw, I, I think Michael Malone uh, could, but I just had that question marks just because I just don't know if the, t I don't know if MPJ is going to be, I mean, even though I picked him as my second option for most improved mm -hmm. player, I just don't know if he's going to be quite there. So we'll see. I, I, I'm probably going to be proven wrong. I feel like that's going to happen with the Nuggets this year. I agree. I think it doesn't happen with them, obviously. Uh, even though you had Mike Porter Jr. as the uh, as your pick. Yeah, well, OG, OG slash MPJ, yeah. Yeah. But I think uh, it's more of a media narrative in my, in my case. But oh, well, it's cool. I think he's good. I think he's really good. Rookie of the year, I think we have the same pick here and i think that's okay because it, he seems like he should win bar an injury that is jalen green oh yeah jalen yeah jalen green <laughs> no. uh jalen green for sure jalen green's an average 28 5 and 5 this year he's gonna get every shot he wants uh kevin porter might have a thing to say about it kevin porter kevin Jr. <laughs> but oh that's nice um sixth man of the year Crapshoot, of course. This is nuts to me. I have There's no like clue. A billion candidates. And it kind of depends what teams are good and which random dude goes off. Uh I, I have ready for my pick. Pick my 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 pick is uh any net that plays that role. I was gonna say <laughs> could be so it's like it's pick your net is my mm -hmm. six man that your pick. Um, but my if I'm gonna have to name a player because it's it's hard but uh it's a wishful thing i've i've two others there like there so i see this i i see this even though it's not necessarily true like year over year i kind of see like the coach of the year and the six man of the year kind of linked because i think that the i, I know this is weird this is my, my how my mind works even though that's not how historically how it works but you're really a good coach i think is getting really good productivity from that bench piece or that bench player and able to like kind of maximize that 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 player archetype so again so that's why i picked steve nash for the best coach and i think that also that annette will win the six man of the year or i'm just guessing but then falling in line with my coach picks i would hope wishful thinking larry nance jr who's going to be mm -hmm. coming off the bench for the portland trailblazers and then finally here is my wild and crazy ridiculous pick for six man of the year like third pick i should say but i have it listed here and i, I think it's worth noting Desmond Bain of the Grizzlies just wow. going completely dark horse. Uh, I think this guy's game is awesome. I think he's like, a, like just like, he's like the Hulk uh, mm -hmm. that can shoot threes and that's awesome. And so if the, if the Hulk can shoot threes, I think that's what Desmond Bain is. So I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. And even though I think that's a ridiculous pick, I, I admittedly, but I just wanted to throw it out there. So with the Nets, the only potential issue is that, especially with Kyrie missing at least some of the season already. Um, so Patty Mills, I think, would be a favorite if Kyrie was there. But they're just, I think they're, besides Katie and Harden, I think every other guy is going to be on the bench at some point this season. Yeah. For at least one game. So I think they're going to, yeah, I think they're going to be too weird with like, a guy who should be sixth man of the year, not having enough or like having too many starts. So like Bruce Brown was like probably their sixth man, but he's probably going to start a bunch of games also. And then 
like Lamarcus Aldridge will probably nominally be their starter at center, and so I guess Nick Latson. But then they're I all like going to play like twelve minutes a game. But, yeah, but I like I Nick love Nick Latson. Yeah, he's a baller. Um, so that's the only issue with the Nets. Uh, if it, I had to pick a single net, I would say Cam Thomas. Just wishful thinking, hey and hoping. Um, since the end of the year, it's like impossible to try to pick one. I can't believe you came up with two in a whole team, but hmm, I want to say I feel like the Magic would be too bad, but they're a good too team bad. to have. Way too bad, but they because they have like a bunch of just guards who usually yeah. get it. Um, and I don't think. There's going to be enough jazz love for Joe Ingles to get the one he should have gotten last year. Uh, I would, I, I, I'd be I'm stunned. Say, he's slowing down too. He's his feet, yeah. his foot, his footwork is getting rough. Uh, since the, since he completely embarrassed Paul George on the Thunder, I feel like his game is like he's really good and he's really efficient, but he's also just slow. He's already like down. 34 because he yeah, he's started slow. off. Late. I'm going to say Malik Monk. Okay, but I love him. I want him to. Get his stuff together, you know. Yeah, blossom cool. into who he should be. I went right about him in LA bad, a little bit. It's not a bad pick, though, actually. Better than my Desmond Bain one, which it's, which I still I think is crazy, but I just wanted to say it. Fair enough, you know. We didn't get to talk about him until now. I don't think he. Yeah. I don't know if he came up really. During I think the I listed him in when I talked about how good I think the Grizzlies bench unit is, but I think that's mm-hmm. about. But I just mentioned his name. Need a little more shine. Him. Yeah, uh, that brings us to the finals predictions. So I just have two teams. I don't know if you had like a couple different options. I really just have two teams and okay. I think it's so boring uh, because it's like far as like, I think it's the Nets on the East mm-hmm. and I think they beat the, the, I think they, they beat the, uh, the Bucks for the right to go. Mm-hmm. And I think that the Lakers beat whoever mm-hmm. probably. And I don't, I was watching the Lakers preseason game tonight and I think that they, they looked a little bit more in their kind of functioning in their, their bag from like two seasons ago. Cause they like Dwight Howard was on getting minutes mm-hmm. and then you had like these, and then uh, Rondo was on the floor too. And they, I was watching the, I watched the end of the first quarter and the start of the second quarter before I came back here to talk to you. Um, so it feels like it feels better. Like it didn't feel as good last year, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Like, I'm not like, I don't have like the, it's like the first year I've been a little cool on LeBron is one of my favorite players ever. If my, if actually my, my favorite player ever, um, just cause it's year 19 and I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of bracing for impact in a way that I don't want to, mm-hmm. I don't want to like admit to it, like admit it. And I don't want him to be bad, but there's something about it that just like could, I could see it for the first time. Yeah. I it seems see like it kind of slipping. He also might push himself too hard in the beginning. And then like, burnout maybe or yeah i don't know i just there's something about it like we said you know he has the headman bad he's got number six rumors are local youths in la disappearing losing their (laughs) kneecaps and their uh, ligaments yeah they're they're, all their ligaments and their legs are just disappearing from their bodies blood banks are robbed throughout the la county area it's you know we'll see what's your finals pick uh, same, but I mean, you know, that's what it should be, maybe. And then if it's not the Lakers in the West, it could be pretty much anyone. Like, I guess it could be if could Murray be, is, yeah, if he comes healthy, back, he has a, it's all immediately somehow, like he does an Adrian Peterson 
uh, just no recovery God needed. Mode. He's just, just ready God to go. Yeah, like because that was nuts. I remember yeah. you talking about it. Like then the Nuggets and Jazz, if they can figure know. their stuff out. No. I mean, yeah. they yeah. At this point, we can't. But Suns again. Suns. I mean, those Suns are the, and then Mavs should maybe, but yeah, like I, Jason Kidd is such a issue. But they're all plausible. I'll give you yeah. that. I don't it's know if like the those Sun, five, I, don't know if the, I, I don't know if the Jazz are, but those are all plausible. Those all feel because the the West is at the weirdest it's been in a while, and mm-hmm. so it's just hard to pick which team could actually go and ahead and do that. So, um, but if I'm just, but that's like when you get kind of worse push comes to shove, you just go, okay, LeBron is generationally one of the best players of all time, and then you mm-hmm. have AD, and they have these and like pieces, yeah. Anthony he's, Davis cannot be as bad as he was last year. No way. And he missed a he missed a um a career high like 39 games. So that is also something he probably won't repeat again. Mm-hmm. Um and then also like the 20. And the pieces uh I think fit again. Like I mm-hmm. like I said, I watched I was you watching I wa- a preseason game, watching probably about maybe uh eight minutes of total gameplay, and you felt like the, the the chemistry was just better on the floor like than it was last season because lo- for whatever reason losing rondo and losing dwight howard like for, for, i don't know how that works but those two people like made that team click and go uh because they had a role and they functioned well with inside that role uh yeah well because they added they lost them and then added guys that were like looking for paydays and who are like better at this stage of their career but they're not like they're not role players yeah, like they they are, but they they don't think they are. And the ball Florida is moving. The ball is moving really well. Um, yeah. like there was like a one possession in this game tonight that went like had five passes and and then found Rondo's hands for like a a top kind of like not on top of the key three, but like kind of uh he was just standing like alone, feet planted, just and just draining the three. Mm-hmm. But it was like a quick. It was like last year I didn't see hardly anything from that from the Lakers, even like a five pass possession. Like that was yeah. really rare. But this this chemistry already, I can feel that it, it could be more right. But but also at the same time, if LeBron kind of, again, which I'm afraid to, fades a little bit, then that could put that in jeopardy. Yeah. So, and I will pick the Nets to win that finals, though. I will too, because even if, you know, LeBron is back to near peak LeBron, even bubble LeBron, and AD is his world-breaking self, yeah. Uh, Russ having to go against Harden and Durant in the finals is going to break his brain. And he's going to do like, he's Crazy probably stuff. not going to pass the ball. Yeah. He'll, he'll just, he'll yeah, he'll do times. And like, I not even in a mocking <laughs> way, like, you know, that that's what you get with Russ. And I watched it. He'll I win them the, at least one the, game. The Portland didn't the Portland OKC series that like Dame, Dame Lord literally like yeah. brought the hammer of Thor down on that whole organization. Like, yep. Um, did that look? Yeah, see but, it viewers, but yeah, <laughs> no, but uh, that like, I Russ was shooting like thirty five times a game, like the last two games, and it was like abysmal. It was yeah, so with, bad. Never mind. That was that Paul George's near MVP year. Or yeah, the next it was, year? yeah, it was. He was third. He finished third in the voting that year. And he just Russ was like, I got it. Yeah, I got this, guys. I'm just got. I got this. I think Paul George also scored five points in one of those playoff games, by the way. Playoff so, P. Yeah, play, good old playoff P or pandemic P, as he is now known in my house. Yeah. So that's it. That's what I got for you, man. This was fun. It was too much fun, really. Yeah. <laughs> we went way over both times. Yeah, you'll probably uh, have to slim, said, this, slim it down a little bit. But yeah, it, I'll 
cut a lot, but we'll see. It'll be it's gonna be fun to listen back to. Uh I I, I mean, and just uh hear how how dumb we sound as fans of the NBA that have probably spent most of our free time, like you probably spend like your most of your free time like I do listening, watching, and reading NBA mm-hmm. things because it's just what I'm into, like truly. Yeah. There's that the, uh, that that's what that was. <laughs> you want to plug uh Hail Reaper? Yeah, sure. And I'll I'll uh, put it in the other one too. Yeah. Uh so if you're into science fiction, uh, I know that, well, actually, you, you, people that are listening to this, if they listen this far, they're probably pretty familiar with uh, you. You've had multiple guests of uh, that are like tout the Red Rising uh, book series. And Four so I, I, I help host a podcast with two other friends that's uh, about the Red Rising book series. And it is really fun to get on with, with uh, my homies and, and talk about those characters and those biggest plot points of, of the series. And we just uh, have a really good time. Uh, it's got, I think a little different flavor than some of the other, the guests that you've uh, brought on. And I think all three of the podcasts that kind of exist in that space right now have like have their own unique kind of qualities to them, which make it fun and make it diverse. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's a series worth talking about because it's so big and impactful and it's really impacted my life on a personal level. And that's why I wanted to start a podcast about it. And it took off a lot faster than I thought. I thought like no one would listen to it. And that was, I was wrong. And it's cool to, um, to be in such community with people and, and to share those experiences that are so important for me and get to share them with like all these other listeners that message us and email us uh, about our conversations that uh, we have. And then they like agree or even sometimes disagree, but I'm okay with you guys disagreeing. That's cool. So uh, Hail Reaper um, is the name of the podcast and you can check out it on Instagram and Twitter and YouTube at Hail, at Hail Reaper pod. And definitely do that, guys. And then first, step one, read Red Rising. Step two, listen to Hell Reaper and all the other guys. Then read Golden Sun, and then you're just on your way, you know? You're, you're on your way, fast-tracking it. Yep. So that's it for now. Catch y'all later. Peace.